Hello, and welcome to the Archwellia Podcast. lot of films in 98 that I marked down that I enjoyed but there was not a whole lot in here that really blew me away I don't know if you felt the same way there's pretty decent ones I could say I mean I feel like in comparison to some of the other years we've talked about this one feels a little lackluster even though there's a lot of movies to mention there's a lot of them that um I didn't I didn't see because I was starting to get kind of busy with like college around this right. time. Um, there's a lot on the list that I know are, are real popular that I've just never even seen. Really? Like, like which ones? Off the, uh, top of your head. the thin red line. Oh yeah. We never, oh, got around we to that never one. saw that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Cause I only wrote down the ones that I like, that I like. <laughs> I was going through the list earlier and there's um, even like, even like the big Lebowski, I never really sat and gave it an honest watch, you know, straight through. Mm-hmm. But it's like a cult classic with guys my age and a little younger. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's, there's stuff on the list that like, I just won't even be able to really talk much about. Um, hey, I don't Colin. Know. Hey, everyone. Hey. Hey. Yeah, I've never, never see seen the Big Lebowski either. Yeah, we, we only just got started, Colin, and um, Joe was talking to us about how that he only wrote – he had. there's uh, several popular films that he hasn't seen Yeah. Uh, for this year. So, I haven't looked over too much. It's a long list of – Spike Spiegel, Cowboy Bebop, my favorite. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it was 98 that uh-huh. it came out. You told oh, me that it was. it was. Oh, boy. We there was like three sort of Western type of animes that came was out. Was Trigun? Trigun? Trigun, Outlaw Star, okay. and Cowboy Bebop. Trigun's good. I like Trigun. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is good. Yeah, it is. It's got that I Western like feel in the future. I like the movie. Oh, yeah, too. the movie was fun. I like that movie. <laughs> And Johnny um, Young Bosch. I mean, oh yeah, Johnny that was Young him, Bosch. right? Yeah, that was mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, funny. So yeah. So number one in the box office, Meg, a Meg. Uh, don't no. Wait, what, what is that? Uh, right. The A, the R, and the M is playing tricks on Arturo's dyslexic eyeballs. It's, it's Armageddon. Got, oh wait, 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 wait. Oh, <laughs> my, Michael Bay. Michael Bay directed it. Oh, we did? That's mm-hmm. one of his <clears throat> less crazy movies, I guess. I don't know. Disney. Disney. Did you see owns... it? I haven't seen it. You've never Disney seen published. No, really? I never. I've only seen little bits and pieces of it. I know how it ends. Why did you? And is there a reason you never wanted to? Just was never really super interested in <gasps> watching it. No, no specific reason other than it just didn't light a fire under me. So I just never checked it out. Oh, but yes. I know it was really popular. I mean, yeah, I remember, I remember it was like kind of like it felt like that was the big summer movie that year. 
It was, and I remember the music video. Hi, Glenn. Was really Glenn. popular. Hey, Glenn, how you doing? Yeah, Steven Tyler. <coughs> yes. Close my eyes. Yeah. Miss you, babe. <laughs> it was yeah. playing everywhere. I was so yeah. tired of seeing it. So well, I don't love that movie, but like my family, my mom loves it and was watched it all the time. I've seen it mm -hmm. multiple times, and I do really like it. I do think that the cast. I mean, Owen Wilson, Steve Buscemi, Michael Clark Duncan. Um, a number of the supporting cast kind of just have they're it, it just it's a good I mean I don't know if it's like family it's just meant it's meant to target a broad audience and there's some cheese mm -hmm. stuff with Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler but right um, it's pretty entertaining it's got some good stuff yeah it's a it like it gets crapped on a lot but uh I I mean I I like it it's a fun movie to watch I think number so. one it's number I one yeah it was and Disney distributed. Surprised me a little bit, but um, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because it was big that year. I remember it was, it's I mean, got it a, was everywhere. It's got a lot of characters. It's got a lot of like quirky, yeah. kind of funny characters that get in these situations because they're they're a group of uh, oil drillers yeah. that have to go, have to go figure right. out how to break this rock apart. That they go to like land on an asteroid and drill Something into it. Like that. Yeah. Right. Put the bomb in the middle and blow it up. Yeah. So, That's much better, Simon. Much yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Armageddon, it is cheesy, but it is, uh, has cheesy moments, but also has like good moments and good characters, and it's pretty entertaining. Was. Bruce Willis in it too. Oh yeah, he's the star. He he's was the father, of, right? He, he just kind of played the like the responsible dad. I got to do it for my kids, and I can't screw this right. up. And I'm serious. Right. And yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. he's the leader of the uh, oil rig crew. The group slash yeah. uh, lived okay. with his dad. Like, right. I, I thought he played her dad. Party. A leader of people, they're usually boring and by the books. And I don't know, <laughs> right. I never liked those protagonists. I was like the Cyclops, the Cyclops or whoever, the, the Captain America. I'm just like, oh, they're just the, the straight laced. Yeah, they're those just types. Yeah, yes. I guess they're kind of, it's kind of cool to have them around, but they're supposed to be. I mean, they serve a purpose, they're right. the ones to try to keep yeah. everything grounded. Um, that's okay, Glenn. It, no, no problems. Whenever you feel like you're ready, just just pop me a message is fine. And then I'll I'll include you. Join us. Join us. Join <laughs> sure. us. Okay, so yeah, I number two. Seen. Okay, yeah. Number two. Did you watch many movies? Uh Arturo, did you see that one? Yes, I did. What'd you think? I liked it. I still I still prefer Band of Brothers, but I do like how he did the D-Day scene. That was a hundred percent accurate. Yeah, it's incredible. Really. Mm -hmm. I, really I you know, I sent my mom to react to that before this and she took her you're time not to the, get there. Well, I mean, you're not the first one. <laughs> Other people have recommended it and I, I will. I just didn't get around to it. This, well, the you know. the video I sent you was like twenty four minutes, just that twenty four minutes. Thing. Yeah. It takes twenty four minutes whole... for that whole thing to like end. It's yeah, it's it's, awesome. it's cool how he did it though. Yeah. And and you know that he couldn't even he couldn't film it in the real place because that's kind of like a historical landmark now. Yeah. So they found some some place that I guess looked kind of similar to the beach. Do you remember what was it still in France where they I, did it? To be honest, I don't know. I just okay. know it was not 
uh, Omaha Beach. And I think it might have been Ireland. Let me check. Ireland? Simon will <laughs> check for us. He's good well, at that. <laughs> the, the interesting thing is that apparently this, I was reading a comment on, on that 24-minute video. Some guy said how all the gunshots and all that was like all pre-recorded. Real, like from the real guns. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. Isn't that wait, usually wait. how they do it? Or I don't, you mean they maybe, recorded, I mean, they recorded guns specifically to use in the movie, maybe instead of using stock, uh, and, and, and the filtering that they did with the camera shots. Because, see, I was looking at behind the scenes of that scene, mm -hmm. and you know, the sun was kind of coming up and all that, and it's like, okay, that, but no, they had to they go and add like these filters and then change the stuff with the to make scene, it look gray, over gray, because yeah. you know, it was like early morning when it happened. It was, it was also remember, overcast, I thought. It was overcast. Yeah. I remember reading about or hearing about <clears throat> when that came out, how like veterans went to see that movie and they had to leave during that opening scene. Oh. It like, was so vivid and brought them back mm -hmm. to that. Like, oh, I can imagine that would be pretty for terrible. For some reason, it, um, I don't know, maybe people handle it differently. It, for some reason, it didn't bother me, but I guess that's just because I'm kind of used to been desensitized enough. I've definitely yeah, been desensitized to stuff where it's not like in real life I'm in real life I'm really sensitive, but in movies and stuff, um, I, yeah, stuff used to really like Saving Private Ryan was almost too much for me mm -hmm. when I saw really? it. The first, I think I was like 15 or 16. When I, it was one of those movies that I saw early when I could start watching our movies. Mm -hmm. Maybe not 15 or 16, probably 16 or 17 though, and yeah, I know. I don't know. It was pretty intense violence. Still, I mean, oh, I've yeah. seen a decent amount of violence in that, but that was like. Was crazy. it the opening scene you're referring to specifically that disturbed yeah. you, or just the whole film in general? The opening scene, and mostly, but actually, there's one scene in that movie specifically that really was the worst scene, which is when and the dude is getting stabbed oh, by the German, yeah. and he's like, no, 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 no. Because it's something about it seemed really like human, <laughs> like it mm -hmm. didn't feel like a movie. Like, right? It made me feel, like I was young enough to be like, "Oh shit, that's probably how it goes down." Like when people get oh murdered. yeah, and I know this is a realistic, um, more realistic yeah. view of war. Yeah, yeah. Um, that dude who just like cowered and oh yes, like you know he, he okay, like he was kind of like the newbie in the group, and I'm like, okay, he. He was fine up until that point. I'm like, dude. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I already knew what was going to happen, but, like, this was my first time watching it, like, from start to finish. Oh, and I'm right. like, he's probably the worst character in this because he just... Who played him? Do you know? I don't know, but he had a big part in Lost. Oh, I never watched. watched I, I never watched Lost. You never watched Lost. No, and then when I heard <sighs> how it ended, I was <sighs> glad I never watched. I yeah, never I mean, watched. Gaming's <laughs> not great. I think it kind of gradually got worse, but the first two seasons were awesome. Yeah, I had heard. I saw one episode, the very first one, and for whatever reason, it just didn't. It didn't really grab my attention. So, and there are so many other things. Yeah. So I just didn't return to it. It was just really fun to be into it when it was on, like Game of Thrones, when your friends were watching it and you'd be like theorizing, like, what's going to happen next week? It was one of those shows that it's right. fun to be in in the mystery when it's happening, I guess. Right. Yeah, it was it was a big deal. I remember it being a big deal. Oh, but Saving Private Ryan, I do want to say, because that's a really good movie. And I mean, the first scene is so memorable and probably the best mm -hmm. part of the movie. But It's I also, pretty accurate. 
yeah, I also really love the ending scene. The I, I love action and good action and the action mm -hmm. and when they invade the broken down town and they have to set up positions and it's just a oh, yeah. long action scene with a lot going on and it felt really well done. It felt almost a little more, you know, Hollywood than the opening scene, but it's still really realistic and it just really quality action. I love good action. Yeah, like um I don't know if this was the first time, but they also were talking about how whenever they would like shoot and the actors would get like shot. They had like stuff inside their uh, uniforms, and I guess they would. Well, the people behind would like press a button, I guess, and yeah, make it look like they got shot. I don't remember what they call those uh, little Band blood of, packets. Band of Brothers that, was kind of the same. Simon? Squibs. Squibs. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That, yeah. I, I I was thinking it sounded like a fish name, but it <laughs> it's close. <laughs> Squibs. Band of Brothers was kind of the same way. There was some action, but also downtime at the same time. Well, yeah. And you prefer, yeah, you like it. Just, I mean, with Band of Brothers, you have, longer. yeah, it's longer. There's more, they show more battles with yeah. what the characters went through. You got more time to get the characters and all that. Just more development. So, Simon, how far away is this beach from you? Uh, about 200 miles. Oh, quite a, quite a, I'm, yeah. I have no idea of geography of Ireland. So I, so it was, a, it was, a I bit. Know, do you remember well, when they were filming there? And uh, no, it wasn't a big deal, remember? So, oh, okay. Don't even yeah. a big deal after the movie was released, but it used, um, members of the a... Irish Army Reserve. Okay. Oh, yeah. I thought I heard about that. Like they heard, used the reserve army for like extras. Mm -hmm. okay, and then cool. the and then the final just before um the film truly started like after that opening when they show the dead bodies those were all dummies mm. yeah i'll get around to it at some point if you got the guts to look at it i mean it's pretty yeah. uh just carnage just carnage. I, I can imagine there's not much that really uh tremendously disturbs me but Things that are very realistic can, for sure, like that scene in Blood, um, Blood Tomahawk, Bone oh. Tomahawk. Yeah, that was terrible. So I can imagine maybe, maybe the opening scene will be almost similarly bad. That's another one I've never seen, and so you haven't either. Okay, so I'm not the only one who's out of it when it comes to saving Private Ryan. I, I didn't realize that it was that old. It's won five Academy Awards. Best Director, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I remember it was a big deal. It gave, you and, know what? Yeah. Even the veterans watched that that opening scene. They're just like, yep, that's how it was. The ones that were there, they would know. Yeah, exactly. I think it brought back some PTSD from that. I'm sure yeah, it would have. I, that's what I was saying that I read, yeah. I just think it's a very good metaphor for life because it sort of builds up and builds up and turns out it's Matt Damon. <laughs> it's just Matt Damon at the end. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I heard it's kind of somewhat based on a true story. Really? Just just some of the stuff in here is Loosely? fictional, but but it, it there was, a there was I think, some soldiers that had to go look for a brother. Because he lost his he lost his brothers, 
I think during okay. that time. But interesting enough, his other brother in the Pacific was captured by the Japanese, but he survived. So at least two brothers lived. And so did the guy that went looking for his brother, did he live? I think so. I mean, I would have to look look for that again okay. and see. But actually, interesting uh, fact about, about D-Day. Have you guys ever heard of the story about the Korean on D-Day? Um, no. no. His story is very crazy and interesting. You mean so he's, he was in, in Europe on Normandy or whatever? Yeah, so they actually made a movie about it. It's a little fictional, but it is it it did happen. So he was he was uh, I guess forced into the Japanese army. He fought the Russians. The Russians took him prisoner. Then they forced him to fight the Germans. The Germans <laughs> took him as a prisoner. They forced him to fight on D-Day and then he got captured by the Americans and <laughs> damn. <laughs> There's a real picture of him too. Wow. Um, you just look it up, Korean on D, like the Korean on D-Day. And whatever ended up happening to, did he survive World War II? Oh, yeah. He was captured as a POW. and Okay. But he just, it's just crazy. He, he so went funny. around the world. That poor guy. My goodness. Japanese <laughs> army, Russian army, German army, then oh, POW. Geez. That's sad. Yeah. It's it kind of comedic, but it's sad. <laughs> well, now, well the, yeah, in the movie... The movie, um, it's a little fictional. Like in the movie, he's actually Japanese. He just takes this his friend that's a Korean. Like he, but he uh, has to act like he's Korean, otherwise the Americans would uh would probably not treat him right. That's how the movie concludes. Oh, okay. That's the fictional side of the movie, but it it did happen though. What's the name of the movie? Is it a Korean movie? I, or I'm I'm not. I think it's a Korean movie or. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, just look it up. I mean, it's very, it's crazy, but interesting. That sounds interesting. All right. Um, number three is Godzilla. That surprised me a little bit. Yeah, that one was really hyped. Like, that was promoted. They wanted mm -hmm. that to be the movie of the year. That's the one and with Matthew Broderick, right? Matthew Broderick. Yeah. And I think Hank Azaria, I think, is the cameraman. Um, and I remember seeing it. I was like 13 this year. I was 13 in 98. And I saw it and I thought, like, that was good. I liked it. But I don't think I ever watched it again. Like, I only saw I, it once. Yeah. As well. Isn't that where think... Godzilla is a female? I don't know. But she has little baby Godzillas at the end. Yeah. It's almost like they're trying to make, like, raptors, like, little baby Godzillas chasing them at the end. I don't know. It was pretty forgettable. So I don't know why. They played that on television one time. I saw a bit of it. I felt like at the time that it came out, it didn't get the best reviews and it and it came across as kind of a disappointment. And yet it was in the top ten. I guess I could see why it would be because of all the hype that yeah, was built around. Probably it. made all that money in like a month and then Yeah. Like, and then it just petered out. Like what Mr. Crab would do. Money, money, money. Who? No, Mr. Crab. Mr. Krabs. He's all about money. that money. Yes, he is. Yeah, I've never seen um, it myself either. I, the newer films were better. Oh yeah, I feel like now there the number four. There's something about Mary. Yes, <laughs> that's Very the good. one that Simon had a minute ago. <laughs> yeah. Is that one of your top threes, Joe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't it's know. A lot funny. of people really like that. <laughs> Did anyone so, else like it? Yeah, I liked it. I like it. Yeah, it's good. I haven't seen it for a while. That one didn't, I don't know why it didn't stick with me the way like Dumb and Dumber did. I knew it was a Farley Brother movie and they're kind of hit or miss for me. Like Dumb and Dumber was mm -hmm. so good. I think it was one of their better movies. I don't know. Maybe it's just Ben Stiller isn't that funny to me. Like he wasn't as good. I don't, I don't know. The jokes were good, but the, I don't know. It never hit. It was it's not a classic for me, I guess. Is what I'm mm. getting at. It's good, but for me, it's not a classic. Good, but not great. Yeah, I, I think I only saw it once. Maybe I've seen it in passing, you know, when somebody else has it playing. I remember there's a scene with a dog. And yeah. then I remember Cameron Diaz and her little hair trick she did. Remember yeah. that? <laughs> Which and is... I think yeah. I mean, I know. <laughs> I won't say it. Arturo, you don't need to know what it is, Arturo. I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a quarter of a century. Come yeah, on. Yeah, you are. You're old <laughs> enough to know. I just, just not necessarily something I want to talk about. Okay. No, you're old enough to know. It's just, it's a waste. I could just, of I could just look it up in my spare time. Uh, but no, the, one of the classic jokes too is when like he zips his testicle, he balls up <laughs> in the jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, he just, and it's it's like, like everything goes used. wrong for this poor guy. <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, so it seems like for him, the comedy in, in a lot of ways for him is it's situational because he just caught in these bad things that happened, which reminds me of his character in Meet the Parents, which yeah, I like that I movie. Really actually, like, quite a bit. I really like Meet the Parents, the first one. That's yeah, I thought that was a movie. Was really good that's kind of the best role yeah when he's kind of like a regular dude that bad stuff happens to mm -hmm. i remember was this the role. second movie but didn't didn't the like uh he accidentally set fire to some place or was that the first one that was the first the movie yeah <laughs> like yeah the, that's the little uh the, alter the wood alter yeah in 70 hours i remember when like <laughs> yes that, yeah like, and Owen oh. Wilson, yeah, I love Owen Wilson. Yeah, he was really good in there. I've, that's that's De Niro, one of the few comedies. Uh, like. Yeah, De Niro. I put the microphone right here. Yeah, I really like that one. I can too. hear you. Okay, it was good. It this was kind of. Like, yeah, sorry, I was gonna say '98 has a lot of good comedies. It looks like. When was Meet yeah. the Parents though? That was 2000, right? Two, We've jumped 2000. ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, we're not there but, yet. Yeah, we're not there yet. <laughs> Um, number five is A Bug's Life, which I've seen bits of it. Yeah, you never I saw remember the, the, whole thing. The, the beginning where it showed the old guy basically playing with himself with chess. Oh, that, was, that wasn't even part of the actual movie. That was just one of those little shorts. Those openings, yeah. Yeah, I remember that Pixar that did. Detail. It was a funny little story. He got mad at himself. Because he was beating himself or something. And did, didn't he, like, flip the board over or something like that? No, like... He did like something. He, he kept beating himself. himself and he got his teeth back, but he was just playing playing himself on chess. Yeah, he was gambling with himself. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, yeah, I only remember bits of Bug's Life. Uh, I didn't see it. Some of it's kind of vague. Just, you know... You're, I saw it your... once and I forgot about it. And yeah, this was also the, another double film year. 98 was the one that had two. It had like 
Armageddon Deep Impact, and then had a Bugs Life and Ants with her two yep. like, CGI Bugs movies. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about Deep Impact when I was going through the list and was remembering that there were two similarly themed type of, of uh, movies like that, and that's that's what they were. Um, Deep Impact was number six. Yeah, they both yeah. made top ten. Deep Impact was more of like a traditional or what, I don't know, traditional, but what's like five or six, like half a dozen characters and their little stories as everyone prepares for the asteroid to hit. And right. Hmm. Wow, so that was like the exact same uh, story? Mm-hmm. Except they didn't send anybody up in space, I don't no, this think. One, yeah, it wasn't know. about going to the thing. It was all of like, you know, in America, all these people like, I've got to get off the East Coast, but my dad and my is over in this other city and this other family who's like, we're trapped, we're in traffic and we got to, I don't know. Kind of reminds More me of Greenland. President. Which uh, came out this year. This is a similar thing. There's like asteroids headed for the Earth or something. Almost so exactly. Morgan premise. Freeman as pre like he's president. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. Deep president. impact. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, it's a fairly. I mean, it had some big name. It had Robert Duvall, Taya Leone, and uh, yeah. Elijah Wood, Vanessa yeah, Redgrave. Elijah Wood. Yeah, he was like one of the the big stars on that. Yeah. So. I, that's I have not seen that all the way through. I've only seen parts of it. That one was a little more serious. Like that one's less fun than Armageddon. Armageddon's got like fun moments. Deep Impact's just all serious. Mm. Okay. Kind of scary. Uh, yeah. The idea of that yeah. is pretty scary. Yeah. Uh, number seven is Mulan, which I've seen bits of too. Oh yeah, the Disney one. Mm -hmm. Cartoon animated watch. <laughs> that oh. one to Someone's me. Someone's calling I for me. I'll be right back. Okay. Ask them what their favorite movie is. <laughs> <laughs> What's the top three for them? 98. <laughs> um, I remember feeling pretty uh, underwhelmed by Mulan. I enjoyed it, but it didn't it didn't blow me away. But the best part was obviously Eddie Murphy, in my opinion. Eddie Murphy, I said, yeah. Yeah. I thought Eddie, you had this. Eddie Murphy was in Mulan. Yes. yes, he was. He was the dragon. He was like her little dragon companion. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! Well, yeah, I mean, little... with this version though, besides the twenty twenty one or twenty twenty version, I mean, you they got time to develop Mulan's character like a lot more. I they they went in different a different direction with that. Yeah. Um, that particular movie. Well, I mean, yeah, but um, like they show her train and stuff, and on top of that, she's disguised as a guy, which I guess was it based on kind of a true story. I thought it was loosely based on a true story. Hi, D movie man. Good to see you here. Okay, let's move on. Doctor Doolittle was number eight. <laughs> I love Pleasantville too, and, and Mask of Zorro was good with uh, Antonio Banderas. Yeah, that was that was really good. That was a that was a fun film. I, sure. I wanted to watch that, but kind of lost time. You kind of well, yeah, you ran out of time. We did. I I think you didn't put as many movies under your belt as you did. Well, I the last wanted to watch it. Was seven? I'm on a specific play, and I forgot we had it. We had have the DVD. Yep. So, I mean, to be honest, I actually have seen a lot of '98 movies. Hi, Jeff. Just, like wild. You had already seen some, yeah. Uh, like Blade. 
Blade, Rush Hour. Did you uh, watch Lockstock? Two Smoking Barrels? I have not watched that. Was that, did that come out in 98? Yeah, you think you oh, mentioned yeah. that? We never got around to it. Yeah, that's right. That was tough. Shoot. You gotta watch it, man. It's like his best movie. I Nothing think. specific. Sorry. <laughs> Nothing specific. Just I saw scores. I'll just say that much. I was looking at movie tickets, and on one of the sites, they flashed up the Rotten Tomato. I'm like, I didn't want to know this. Uh, so, scores are so, oh, that was just going to mention how dumb scores are. Like That bugs me. I, I wish they wouldn't show those things. Like, on the movie, I accidentally saw the Wonder Woman score when I just went to go buy tickets, and they had it flashed. I, was like, I didn't want to. One of my favorite movies from '98 has a 16 on Metacritic. Like they don't know. They really? Don't know. Yeah, it's half baked with Dave Chappelle. It's a classic okay. comedy, and it's, okay. critics are just like it's dumb, and they all just agree. Like critics aren't cool. That's the thing. Critics aren't cool. They're yeah. they're really like uh, pseudo intellectuals. Be like, your own critic. I would just say. yeah. I mean, sure. and I don't. I don't like. put. I try not to put too much stock in the official critics. It's obviously it's audience score I usually align with the most. But the Halloween 2018 impressed official critics as well as the audience. And so I was oh, hoping the same thing. You don't thing. want it to decline, yeah. From the yeah, first. I don't want it to. But, yeah, I will see. I got my ticket already. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I kind of okay. remember Dr. Doolittle, but I never watched it all the way. I watched it maybe two or three. He talked to animals, and I remember uh, Ravens, Ravens, Simone, whatever. She was in there. Norm MacDonald maybe did a voice in that. Someone as one of the animals. Yeah, someone did. It said that that on Wikipedia. It was Norm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I completely didn't remember that. I just remember. That movie's forgettable. I saw it once. Yeah, it was it was it was fun. One of the main things I actually remember from them from this movie was his daughter. She had decided that her name was Paprika. That's that's the only things I remember. Okay, like a family comedy kind. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, It was it was clean. You know, nothing really overly obscene or anything in there. Um, So number nine. Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare in Love. I never saw this. Did I don't think I did either. I don't think so. No interest. Moving on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Same here. I think Gwyneth won an Oscar, maybe. Yeah. For Sounds it, right. but I I just had zero interest. I hate Shakespeare so much. Zero. I didn't. I just had to, and I'm not into like you know love type stories or character dramas for the most part. So I passed. Yeah. That was. That was an easy pass for me. It actually won Best Picture at the Academy Awards. Famous. Best Picture. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. I knew. It did. Yeah. I knew I mean, it made it to the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. And I thought. Should have been Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Saving Private Ryan. Critics don't know what they're talking about. Right. I I wonder if that came across as a surprise. I expect. It was a bit of an upset. Did. I think. Yeah. I was a little young. Oh. Uh, number uh, here. 10 is Lethal Weapon 4, which I have not seen, but I saw bits of it when it was on television one time. I remember the Lethal scene where they four. go to the like a dentist place, and they are about ready to what, interrogate this one guy. And I guess they leaked out laughing gas, and they all just start laughing. 
Oh, I remember like <laughs> it's been that. a while since I've seen that movie. That's but, the one with, uh, they brought Chris Rock in, I think. Oh, I forgot about that. But he never got around to it because he hasn't seen the third one yet. So he couldn't uh -huh. squeeze in Lethal Weapon 4. I think it was the weakest in the series. Um, but, I mean, they're all fun. Yeah. But it was, it was okay. I had forgotten that Kate Blanchett was up for an Oscar. And so instead, I, it Oscars. did go to Gwyneth Paltrow, I believe, right? Oh, no, wait, no. I'm pretty sure it did. What's know, that, maybe. Colin? I don't know what, what I'm say? talking about. <laughs> I was thinking it was one of those times they were someone got nominated for two, but I was like, nope, that wasn't it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. It was Roberto. Or sorry, it was Gwyneth Paltrow. He won. I I thought the, Oscar that year. the only reason that stuck with me was because she had recently broken up with somebody. I don't remember if it was Ben Affleck Brad, or Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt or yeah, somebody. And she like had. Yeah, like I think she had asked them to not go public with something. I can't remember if it was like maybe their new romance or something until after the Oscars, because I guess she didn't want, I don't know, the wrong attention put on her or or yeah. for any attention to be taken away from her. Yeah. At, at that moment, it was something. That's the only reason that I knew that she was even. I remember reading that and thinking that was kind of, I don't know, strange, but. Um, oh well, so that's the top ten. You, I, a U.S. Marshal came out this year. Which yes, I it saw, did. Of single to the fugitive, which was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Had Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Snipes. Like second, um, second or one of the movie. Well, did he, Isn't this like the year he had two, two movies? He was Blade, in? Blade, and Blade, U.S. Marshal, and U.S. Marshals. Yep. Mm -hmm. And oh yeah, Robert Downey Jr. was in there before he became Iron Man. Yeah, that oh, yeah. this was when he was still in the midst of his issues. Yeah. Uh, because it was after the early 2000s that he finally started to straighten up. And this was late 90s. So he was still, yeah. he was still having troubles. But I remembered him in there because I remembered something that involved his character. And I never forgot that. I'm not going to say what it was in case anybody hasn't seen it. And because it's kind of a bit of a twist sort of that happens but how did you like it compared to the fugitive arturo um probably it's maybe the same level as fugitive really except, except with fugitive it focused a little more on harrison's character than the than the u.s marshal guy while this mm -hmm. focused more on him right the marshal it's basically his side yeah, yeah it was decent. Yeah. Um, anyway, I always enjoyed of, it. Speaking of uh, Wesley Snipes, Blade. Yes. I love that movie. That's a very good movie, in my opinion. <laughs> I like Blade. I didn't, I didn't love it, though. I just It's not one I just <clears throat> like. A lot of movies I like this year. Um, I There were a lot I liked, but very few I was really in love with. And uh, honestly, for me, my biggest struggle with this year was trying to even pick a number three, not because it was difficult to choose, but just because there it weren't a three. huge amount of movies that yeah. just really thrilled me. Well, so, can uh, I go back to Blade real sick? You got to get okay. the opening scene of that movie. That was a, that was insane. Mm -hmm. Tracy Lord, I remember her being in there. 
I need to. Well, I obviously don't remember. It's very bloody. It's, so it's, long, so it, it's. I like the first one, but I think my sec the second one's obviously my favorite. And yeah. that's probably not on Disney Plus. As part of the no, Marvel. Well, no. <laughs> Is that a Disney film? Is Blade? No, I was just thinking because you know they're bringing back Blade to Marvel. Oh yeah, yeah, no. But nope. I don't think that's on Disney Plus. Probably not. <laughs> Like was, I wouldn't, that I wouldn't was mind kind of blooded. starting it up and seeing that, that opening scene. I don't remember the opening scene. It takes place in a, a night, like a, a day. Like a nightclub. But they, so like this a, guy goes, he follows his When the, the blood scene. comes out, the sprinklers? Yeah. Mm -hmm. blood, okay. You know that they're vampires. I forgot that was the opening scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I never uh, forgot that one. Yeah, that was, I was, it's pretty cool. <laughs> what were we going to say, Tora? Um, technically, he was kind of the start for the Marvel um, movies, getting kind of like in the modern era. Yeah, say. before X Men. I mean, this was before X Men. Mm -hmm. Technically, the he's the first Marvel movie to to go that route and kind of start it up. Yeah, I have no idea what you're there. talking about. There were no black superheroes before Black Panther. I know, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> there absolutely that's were not. And no female superheroes either. Yeah, like that's what I did not <laughs> understand. It's like uh I know it was Blade, really <laughs> first Marvel uh character to start this whole thing from the get go. Yeah, and, and I, I personally like Blade more as a character just because yeah, it's more. it's about vampires and it's more horror. I just like that character more. I think it's more yeah. because I mean I like Black Panther. But something about Blade's character, you just kind of don't know where he he's can so go at because he he's right. Because he's kind of he, he's kind of mysterious at the same time, a, a little sinister. But well, he's part vampire, part vampire, part human, and he you don't know whether or not his vampire instincts could kick in, and you know. I forgot about that part, Pearl the Fat Vampire getting roasted by oh, you. Yeah, like, I remember that. Part. That opening scene is pretty. I mean, it's pretty brutal. I mean, when I first saw it a long time ago, I remember when this movie was was coming out in theaters, and I was, I had not heard of Blade because I had not read the, those comics, but I was excited because just the, like the the shots that we were seeing of him in costume, and I was like, oh, he looks so cool, and he's a vampire. I'm gonna like this movie a lot. And then I watched it, and it was very, very bloody. <laughs> I was like, well, I wasn't expecting it to be that bloody. <laughs> But for some reason, I like the second one better, and that one felt even worse in in some ways with the gore. But it was directed by Guillermo del Toro, so maybe that's why I liked it more. I don't know. I just oh, yeah. felt like it was I a better story. That. Yeah, yeah, it was a better story. I got a coworker. Uh, I got a coworker to uh, introduce her to Blade. So yeah, and, and she, she agreed. Um, oh, she's seen she's seen both of those movies, or all yeah, three? she likes the second one. I mentioned yeah. to her that I think you'll like the second one more. Well, see, you influenced her mind. Maybe that's why she says she likes it now, just because she wants to agree with you. No, I mean, I think you were talking to her about that. Oh, was that um, Aaron? Yeah. Yeah, okay. We talked to her about that. Yeah. Fun film. But yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Blade. So, that was one of the... One of the oh. Faculty. Other films. It's the faculty. Oh yeah, the faculty. Have you guys seen that? Robert Rodriguez kind of did a Hollywood movie. That felt more like it didn't feel like his vision. More like he was just like, all right, I'll do a. It's a job. I'll do this. But yeah. it's, I mean, it's a pretty good movie. Uh, what's yeah, that? Josh. 
yeah it's it's kind of just as scary as um invasion of the body snatchers except yeah. kind of similar in theme oh john stewart's too yeah yes i'd forgotten he was in there we were re-watching it and um yeah he was in there. and uh salma hayek was in there as well oh, and famke famke jansen also yes yeah this was uh one of two movies that josh hartnett was in this year the first movie that he was well the one that he made his introduction in was halloween h2o 20 years oh, yeah. later and yeah, then he was, he was really in big. yeah yeah I remember he was everywhere for like a couple years yeah he was <laughs> and, and also the guy, the guy that plays right frodo was in it those mouths who plays who uh frodo from, elijah uh, wood oh yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was him and Josh Hartnett, and yeah. Hi, Sergio. How are you doing? Yeah, it was a big cast. Did did we did you mention Robert Patrick already? I was distracted. Oh, no, I forgot he was in it too. Yeah, he was the coach. The coach. The, like the football coach. Yeah, mm -hmm. a lot of big names in there. So that was a fun movie. Yeah, it was it was good. Mm -hmm. I liked it. Um. So we're out of the top ten. Mm -hmm. Start throwing movies yeah. out because yeah, is, just there's a bunch of different ones. So I'm looking over the list. What really sticks to me this year is a lot of the, like the the dumb comedies that I like. Like uh, there's something about Mary leading the way, but there's a lot of the like uh, rest in peace, Norm Macdonald. But uh, Dirty Work is the one movie that was like he starred in, and it was like his brand of comedy, and. I didn't realize that though uh, Bob Saget directed it, and it was they were friends, and it really felt like. Uh, or you, yeah, you probably like it a lot too, Joe. Dirty. Yeah. World. I mean, I rewatched it just like last year. I think it's on YouTube for free or somewhere, and um, I it still makes me laugh. It's really funny. Like, what's the premise? Oh, it's Nothing. it's so dumb. It's a stupid oh. premise. It's like one of those. It's so <laughs> dumb on that you probably don't want to watch. <laughs> Norm Macdonald and his uh, brother. Man, I forget the dude's name. Is it Art? It's not Artie Lang, is it? Yeah, it's Artie Lang. It is Artie Lang. Okay, yeah. Norm Macdonald and his brother, adopted brother Artie Lang. They want. They need to start a business to save their like Artie Lang's dad um, from like getting a heart transplant or whatever, something like that. And it's like they start a revenge for hire business where they're like, "You pay what? us money, and we'll get revenge on whoever you want." Okay. Which is totally illegal. <laughs> it like doesn't make sense but that's the and so it's just all these ridiculous scenarios that are just over the top and it's really funny it's just got a lot of dumb humor that makes me laugh and rewatching it it's like man it's full of 90s uh nostalgic songs that take you back to the 90s and did it's you just like a it? dumb movie recently did you rewatch it recently yeah like a year ago mm. it was on for free somewhere and oh yeah i think it's free on youtube but it's I know you. I don't know if you like dumb comedies, it's awesome. And so yeah, I wish Norm Macdonald had got some more like work like that. <laughs> Maybe no, I should recommend it to my husband. He likes dumb stuff like that. I'd say oh, it's geez. like a, it's, it's it's like a at least a tier below like really good comedies, but it's it's fun. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, like uh, you got to the horizons, mom. Probably. No, I, I think I it is one that it's a little bit. Per, it, sorry, Chevy Chase is in it, and Don Rickles. Oh, is he? Yeah, oh, there's okay. Chris that, Farley has an appearance. Yeah, hmm. the bad guy, um, the the bad the guy who played Shooter McGavin in uh, Happy yes. Gilmore. 
is he's like all sorts of stuff. Yeah, that dude. He, he's great. I love that guy. It's yeah. like a bad, like a jerk. That was, was my really my introduction to Don Rickles, and that like oh really? Always... That was the first time you saw him. Yeah, and he's a great in that scene, and it made me like him from then on because he's just so mean. He was oh, like, so he plays the just... baddie in there. Okay. Yeah. Well, he was always he was like known for his insult humor, you know. And he, like, he... Uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, he runs a movie theater actually, and um. The Norm and his brother are working the projection reel or whatever mm -hmm. back in the day. And so they splice in like uh, messed up scenes. Yes. Into the movie. Oh, no. <laughs> so everyone runs out and like the guy's ruined forever and stuff. Jeez. Oh, that's part of that's one of the revenge scenarios. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Norm actually acting. And if I have, I didn't realize that was him. He's one of the, he just kind of plays himself. Yeah, he doesn't, like, he doesn't really. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh, man, it's, right. That's when, funny. You know when you love something and you think, oh, everyone's going to love this. This is going to be huge, especially when you're young. Because I remember seeing that movie and be like, oh, Norm's going to be in tons of movies. Like every year we're going to get a new Norm movie. This movie was so funny. And I, then it was like, oh, not everyone. He's never yeah. in a movie again, pretty much. No. Never, like, starred in a movie like that. Um, but I love that movie. And it's, yeah, it's for Norm MacDonald, too, just passed away. is sad. He didn't get to do more stuff like that. It's I know. Really, it's, really it, was that the first time you saw him? Or did you already know No, I was, was already a fan from Weekend Update. Again, oh, from like SNL. Right, 12, right. when I started watching this stuff, a little more adult than, you know, kid stuff and 11 or 12 watching SNL. And I like, he was the thing that made me want to watch it. Like he would, even at that age, I knew like he, he was funny. A lot of the other stuff I could tell was kind of cheesy or dumb. Even at that age, it was like, felt kind of dumb, but he was really funny. I loved his bits, the note to self and his, his weekend update. So I, I kind of loved him from the start. And then mm -hmm. with Dirty Work, I was like, he's going to be huge. And then mm -hmm. I was like, I, he, bam, he fell. After SNL and Dirty Work. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's notoriously awful at self-promotion and, like, yeah. marketing himself. Uh, yeah. He's just, he's kind of a recluse. And, um, yeah, you know, he'll go on interviews and just, just, in fact, there's an interview with him and Bob Saget where they're promoting Dirty Work. Yeah. And Bob's all serious, and Norm's just like making fun of Bob the whole time. And, yeah, like he just he even, he even gives away, he even gives away like one of the twists in oh, the movie. No. And Bob's like, "What are you doing, Norm?" He's like, oh, That's awesome. Oh, Norm. Yeah, he was never a guy that like chased, you know being a, a huge star and all that. Right. It reminds me himself. of, of uh, Patrice O'Neill, who Norm MacDonald said, and is quoted some point, said his favorite comedian was Patrice O'Neill, and which I thought was cool that they both were kind of the same, like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to play this game and be fake for you people. Mm -hmm. I'm going to always keep it real because I can't do it any other way. Like, I can't right. stand to be fake. And yeah. it's cool. I feel like people like that are the best and they rarely make it in the industry. But when they do kind of even on the outskirts, like they're noticeable. Like I feel like those two guys were really noticeable and it's cause they, 
they did it their way. They refused to compromise, and it kept them from being big, but it also made them great. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, how, that makes how many sense. people would have gotten fired from Weekend Update because they refused to stop doing right. OJ, OJ is a OJ Simpson. Yeah, yes. I know. When the head, yes. the head of NBC, you know, has already told him, like, dude, yeah. chill to stop, and he, yeah, and I, he I had didn't care. So right. he's just, he's always kind of that type of behavior has always kind of shot himself in the foot, you yeah. know. But it's like it's mischievous. It's just more fun. Like he's just rather have fun. Well, I think it. also maybe for him it was the principle of the thing. He just didn't want to be censored or silenced. He wanted to be able yeah. to express his yeah. own style of comedy and and uh, yeah i think it was uh, i can't if i knew the reason that he got fired before then i forgot but it wasn't until after he died and i was uh i don't know reading articles and stuff about him and everything and and they had mentioned that that was why he got fired and then there was also a clip of him at the like the espies or some sports award or something yes and he made some sort of <laughs> No, I don't know if this was before or after he was fired from SNL. But it was know. like, and people were just like, oh. <laughs> In the yeah. audience, they could not believe he said that. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, yeah, like compare compare his career arc to like Adam Sandler, who, right, you know, never, he's he, he appeals to the masses and he doesn't say That's stuff. Great to comparison. Him. Yeah. Yeah. So like one has a gigantic career and then one's kind of doing his cult, own thing. Cultly known, I don't know, underground really respect. Because that's that kind of segues to this other movie I was going to at least mention, which is The Waterboy, which, yeah. oh, dude, and The Wedding Singer both came out. Like Adam Sandler had that a one That was this year as well? 98? Yeah, I Wedding remember Singer the wedding and Waterboy. Yeah. And it was like... Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, so good, and then Wedding Singer, not as good, and then you Water didn't like Boy. that as much. Hey, I kind of liked it, but it was just a little. It was good. I liked it, but it didn't. It wasn't quite a tier like the first two. And then Waterboy Man was like, uh oh, it was like something like I didn't like seeing him play that kind of character, and it felt like he just started descending from that point where it felt like mm -hmm. that was the movie where he had, he's like, I'm going to go the sellout route, which is like, like you're saying, like, I can't see Norm Macdonald ever doing something like, like Waterboy, but mm -hmm. it's, I feel like they worked together and they were friends and respected each other and liked each other. And it's not to say one's better or worse. It's just like, cause I got to give it up to Adam Sandler. Why would anyone turn down like being a, a multimillionaire for acting like a clown? Like that's a dream right. job, especially yeah. if you want to. And you like yeah, it. Yeah, if you enjoy it, exactly. You know, like, so, so yeah, that's a good comparison, yeah. So you liked uh, Waterboy better than Wedding Singer? No, no, no. I think Wedding Singer, I didn't really like, I feel like I saw Waterboy. And again, like, when you're at that age, at least I was, I felt like I liked everything. And then in retrospect, I'm like, I don't really like that. I just thought I should or I thought I did. But like, no, Waterboy... I didn't like, his being dumb shit was kind of annoying as much as it was funny to mm. me. Like, I like when he was, like, the sarcastic slacker that I could relate to, like, the wise-ass. But when he's kind of started being, like, talking funny and shit, it was kind of funny on that shallow yeah. level, but I never wanted to watch it again. Oh, right. I guess yeah, it wore, kind of wore thin. Yeah, I really like Wedding Singer. That's that's actually going to be in my top three also. 
Oh, I yeah. remember enjoying that when I saw it. It it also it's not. I don't remember it being crazy goofy comedy. It was like a romantic comedy. Yeah. Uh, and I remember enjoying it. I saw it maybe twice. And also he was he was with her in Fifty uh, First Dates as well, which I thought yeah. was was pretty good. And someone here is mentioning um, him in Click. He can play some serious. I was like oh five oh six roles. Yeah, it's it's not ninety eight, but that was just on the topic of of um, Sandler. Adam Sandler. And so I think he showed like in The Wedding Singer and in Fifty First Dates and also in Click that he was fairly decent at dramatic or more serious acting. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, he's proven that, and especially in a punch drunk love, and some other movies. I, like, saw that one. I like all like the '80s stuff in the Wedding Singer, like all the '80s jokes that they yeah. had. Yeah, I haven't and, seen it for a while, but I like that movie. Yeah. Um, as far as um Aussie films. <laughs> I'm not very familiar with a lot of, we basically just go by the list on Wikipedia, which does include some foreign films from time to time, but um, I don't, I am very ignorant about films from Australia in general. So if you have any that, that you like, you can feel free to mention them. So not, you know what? The I may, maybe know some Australia, but not from 1998, I could say. <laughs> Probably for sure. You know what? what? Are you saying, Simon? I just the only co Aussie comedy movies I can think of for Crocodile Dundee and God, what's it called? Young Young Einstein with Yahoo series. Oh, that second one sounds a little familiar, but I don't remember if I've seen it. I didn't see. I didn't realize Crocodile Dundee was. Oh, so yeah, I guess it was an Aussie film. I thought it was like an American film. That just was done over there. I didn't realize it was so. It was actually. I'm not yeah. quite sure what the production. Is. Okay. I think Paul Hogan like produced it. I oh, think did he. he okay. Raised, yeah, I think he raised all the money for it. So. Oh okay. I've yeah, heard a... that he he made like gobs and gobs of money off of those those movies. Nice. <sighs> which is Does he, is he for. active anymore? Because I don't hear a whole lot about him anymore. I'm gonna write down know. these these ones that. I do think the wedding scene was good. I, th I think it was the romance that just like, I just get really bored by romantic stuff in movies where mm -hmm. it's more like, I want to skip forward those scenes. So it's to me, it's not like on the level of like Billy Madison or, or Happy Gilmore, but I do like it more than most of his other movies he made since that movie. Mm. Oh, Muriel's Wedding. Yeah, I've heard of that one, but I've never seen it. Did anybody know that Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero came out this year? That was the cartoon, you know, I, right? Second film. Yeah. Yeah. The cartoon the movie, yeah. Yeah, oh, I second. remember that. I the never second owned. cartoon movie after Mask of the Phantasm, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think and I also, saw that. They, uh, the X-Files movie also came out. Right. Oh, it did? It came out in 98? Mm-hmm. That's cool. I really like the X-Files. I remember seeing that with my dad in the theater, and it, I still remember that day going to see it in the theater with dad and really liking it. I was a big you fan. You enjoyed of that movie? Yeah. yeah. I, it's It's been a good while since I've seen it. I think maybe I've watched it twice, but I remember the first time I saw it, I felt a little let down because it just didn't feel as fun as the show for some yeah. reason. But yeah. I, I should probably return to it 
I mean, I like the X Files in general. And um, oh, yeah, I'm rewatching it. I'm on season two. I got distracted, but that movie. I'm kind of waiting to watch that movie when I get to the right, like whatever my dad knows when I've reached the point of the when it's in the timeline. It. Yeah, it's kind well, of so I haven't seen it well, but looking forward to. The faculty actually mentioned X Files, and that came out the exact same year the X Files movie came out. I think X Files had started though in '93. Yeah, it did. Uh -huh. Yeah, which is kind of convenient. Um, yeah. Small soldiers came out this year. Small, Small soldiers. soldiers. Yeah. yeah. I remember that was a fun. What? I thought I heard Simon snickering in the background. <laughs> you did, yeah. He should snicker. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's totally bad. But I like. Did I tell that story already? I can't remember. What's what's no. that? Was did I tell the small stories? The, the small soldier story. Small soldiers. The story. Basically, me and a couple of friends, we all took mushrooms. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we we're watching uh, small soldiers. <laughs> and as I bought an RN. As the mushrooms started kicking, everyone went a little bit quiet and kind of just kind of into themselves. And then just out of nowhere, somebody piped up, is this a true story? She <laughs> <laughs> oh, burst out laughing and we couldn't stop <laughs> laughing at the rest of the movie. Oh my goodness. That's great. It felt like a dark toy story. Yeah, it's it almost was. what it like, felt like. The, the soldiers were the to the little toy soldiers were bad, and there was what these other toys that were like animal figurines that were like the good guys, but they were promoting the toy soldiers as being like I thought at first they were the good guys. No, they were bad. I remember that much. Mm. But I thought Kirsten Dunst was in it. Is that correct? I don't know. <laughs> okay, but I, I only saw it once. Yeah, I hate to say that my refrain on so many movies is like I saw it and I don't remember it. <laughs> like I remember the mood or the it didn't feeling. Didn't make much of an time. impact. <laughs> I don't remember scenes, but yeah, I remember. I just remember liking that because I like like the story, Toy Story of like toys coming alive because I play mm -hmm. with toys all the time, and so it's just like seeing your imagination come to life, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then obviously the Mask of Zorro. That was yes. good with Anthony Ben or Antonio, Antonio Banderas, yeah, Banderas. and Catherine oh, Zeta Jones, and yeah, I would like Anthony to watch Hopkins, that. I think. Yeah, I, I would like to watch yeah. them. Tony Hopps. Yeah, it, um, it was it was fun. Then there's the Negotiator. I've seen this one with uh, Samuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. Samuel Jackson. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Well, that was a good one. I like that one. I don't remember a lot of details about he it. Was, I, just, I remember, remember liking it. It was framed for something. Right. And you find he out. He was a negotiator. And then he needed a negotiator. Spacey, yeah, yeah. Kevin Spacey and then being the negotiator for him. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Did movie. you guys see Ronan? I did see Ronan. That's Robert De Niro, right? Yeah. I did see I mean, that. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you now much of what it was about except that I if I remember correctly I think Katarina Vitt had a bit part in there she was a figure skater from the 80s and early 90s and that's like one of the only things I remembered I was like, oh she's in here <laughs> I just I remember thinking it's in like an above rate uh action thriller mm -hmm. I kind of watched it because nothing else was on and I was just kind of like got really absorbed into it and there was some twists 
and some good action, some good car chases, really good car was chases. Was it recently that you saw it? No, back in, I was like 20 or something. Oh, so it's been a while. Yeah, I only saw it once. I remember liking it, but I couldn't tell you now what the plot was. It, kind of like how you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I think it it's worth remember. watching, though. I would watch it again if it was on. I would, I would watch that one. Oh, and then there's Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. We did see that one. I actually wrote that one down. You, you know what else uh, came out this year? And I, I just wrote it down. Oh, and I, I did write down Ronan, Colin. I had that on the list. But I, something that came out this year was Chairman of the Board. Chairman of yeah. the Board. <laughs> B-O-R-E. You know, I just had to bring that up because of Norm. Well, yeah. who's, who's here seen Scooby-Doo Zombie Island? Oh, we moved past Scooby-Doo. Somebody, uh, somebody edited the Wikipedia page for that movie, and they spelled it B-O-R-E-D. Uh, B-O-R-E-D. Oh, my goodness. Nice. That's funny. That's so good. Uh, I, it, was, had... it was still up like a day later, so it might still be there. Maybe, maybe they'll keep it there. They need to keep it there. Um, Arturo, Zombie Island, was that one of the first animated movies that that – Came, like Scooby-Doo came back with, or not sure to be honest. Maybe, but I could be wrong. You liked it. I remember you. Oh, yeah, liked that it was a like lot. the only Scooby-Doo movie that I think I watched from start to finish, because it had to do with zombies. I was into yeah. zombie stuff at the time. Yeah, the, ones love zombies. Made, the ones they made in like the early two thousands were pretty good. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I wouldn't mind checking yeah. them out. They're like the more serious kind. A little bit more, like they felt. It felt like it was a little bit more danger involved, and of course darker. the animation was was better. Yeah, um, I remember liking the ones that I oh, saw. I did like the one where they met the Bru the Booze Brothers. It had to do. Was with that an episode or a movie? It was a movie, but it had to do with oh, a okay. Civil War ghost. Oh yeah, you used to watch the heck out of that thing. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> That's right. You did. You like um, that. Another Disney movie that came out was uh, The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Oh, wow. I, I don't think Never I ever even saw that one, actually. I got a lot of films written down here. Um, oh, another... The Vampire. Truman Show came out. The what? The Truman Show. 98 was The Truman Show. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was going to mention that. I didn't write that one down, but... I've seen it. I feel like that was the first Jim Carrey being kind of serious movie. When oh, yeah, that. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it was one of the big Jim Carrey movies where he was kind of serious because he had played in a serious role before. Uh, maybe it was a TV movie. And I can't uh -huh. remember the name of it, but... Uh, he, Doing Time on Maple Drive? That one, yeah. I know that. Yeah. Cool. Yep. And I think uh, I maybe maybe I saw that one after I saw the Truman Show, and because the Truman Show, you know, he well then liar liar he shows that he's he's good at dramatic acting. I so, hold myself. How, how do you I hold, hold myself in contempt. contempt. Yeah. <laughs> that was so sad. Uh, then there was Vampires, which was also yes. also recommended to me, but I didn't see it. Never got around to that. I never Just saw that. About just know about the Truman Show. It was also a twin movie with Ed TV. Yes, um, another yeah. twin movie. Oh Matthew McConaughey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I never. I don't even remember watching Ed TV, but yeah, there was like I don't this think I thing with twin movies for a little while. Oh, 
And I recently. So it was in the same universe. Is that what you mean by twin? No, just like similar, like two meteor movies or two movies in the same year. Okay, okay. Yeah. I recently saw the Enemy of the State. Yeah. I think I I like that one. The Will Smith Chase mm -hmm. movie. Yeah, Yeah, that one was good. I, I remember when I was little, and I remember. I remember seeing some of it. I'm like, goodness, he's having a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is tumbling down. Yeah, he couldn't use his credit cards and they were chasing him. Everything was sky. leaking out about him having an affair. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and then the girl he had had an affair with, she gets killed and it looks like he maybe he did it. I mean, he was just, yeah, he was having a bad day for sure. But I enjoyed that like, film. The final thing he did yeah. was very smart killed two yeah. birds in one hit. <laughs> With one stone. That was, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what happened. That's it, had the, it had this, um, the, the actor from Saving Private Ryan who played the sniper, he was also in this movie. Like and Jack Black. Barry, Barry Pepper. That's his name? That's his name? Okay. Yeah, the sniper from Private Ryan. Like, yeah, like he, he was he was in here. He was one of the government agents. Yeah, and Jack and, Black was like the computer guy. Yeah, yeah, and I think Jamie Kennedy is as well. Is yeah. that his name? He was yeah. in there too. They were both. Uh, they were kind of a little comedic. Their roles were. Yeah. A little funny. That was, man, that was back in the. Yeah, I remember at that age, like thirteen. I was thirteen this year, and it was. Uh, I think I said I was twelve. No, I was thirteen, and Jack Black was always having these small little roles, like, and I was mm. like, that dude, like, he got a lot of small roles that were memorable, um, before mm. he. Would, broke out but yeah enemy of the state was uh tony scott is a really he, he was an interesting director um i was just reading i just saw it, he directed this i forgot that but i'm like yeah his style um it, he did know, top it, gun, really, ridley scott's brother he did top gun didn't he oh really i think he did i don't yeah i never saw top gun i never did oh, so i don't know God. yeah i think oh interesting brother. Yeah. Well, what else has he done? I did not know this was uh, Ridley Scott's brother. Yeah, the Tony Scott, is... Ridley Scott's brother, and he passed oh, wow. away. He committed suicide. Oh, uh, no. With like 10 years ago. But he oh, had a, a really interesting... I kind of noticed him. He did this movie, and it has... It almost seems like a Hollywood style, but it's almost <laughs> like this, like, lots of, like, fast cuts and, like, sweeping, like, visualizations. I can't even describe it, but lots of fast cuts and like moving uh, shots of uh, Eric. I can't even describe. I'm not smart enough with words right now. But anyways, um, he did the movies uh, out of Man on Fire, Man on Fire with mm. Denzel Washington, and he did. Oh, that was Domino, a good film. Domino okay. with Keira Knightley. Right. And if you remember those movies, I can't like I can't describe it. An Enemy of the State, but it's like like fast cuts and moving and then it cuts to this it's like they're fast and stuff happens oh yeah i kind of get what you're saying you know yeah. what i mean like it's not just slow and this guy's saying this and then this guy's saying this and we're gonna it's like all these fast cuts and lots of just footage of like the landscape or the the, the environment or whatever and yeah he has this kind of style that i feel like it's easy to kind of overlook it and it just seems like hollywood but it's actually kind of the tony scott style and I kind of like it, like the Domino and, and Man on Fire, and I think are good examples. And Amy, yeah, Man on Fire was good. I remember liking that movie. Yeah. I never if saw Domino. If you're a fan of his, I'm surprised uh, that you hadn't ever seen Top Gun. You should check it out. 
Yeah, I might. It's a classic that I've never seen. It's I just mean, do they have some romance in there that you didn't? It's probably that, and it's like I never. There was never any bad guys that I knew of. It was more like it was mostly a romance a, type. A story. character movie, That's basically. Yeah. Like I wanted more. I need and bad cool, guys, I guess. Cool jets. Cool. I mean, th there was like an antagonist. It's, Val Kilmer played sort of an antagonist yeah. in there. Okay. Um, Cool jets, you know, and and cool soundtrack and super everything. homoerotic. <laughs> Is that what? It was? I don't know what I love. You know, jets and cars are cool, but they're not enough on their own for me to want to watch. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not. Jets. Yeah, I'm not really into like jets, like particularly. But it's the way that it's the way that it's filmed is the way really it's shot. Good. Yeah, yeah, I really just Scott style. I not know that was. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So, here, this comment here about Ed TV is that the, that's the one you were you were mentioning earlier about the twin. Yeah, Ed TV. Twin, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, the no, same, I have the same never year seen as that. Truman Show. Ninety eight had at least three twin films. Then, so weird. Um, the Rugrats movie came out this year. <laughs> the first Rugrats movie. Yeah, the first, yeah, the first one. where where he has a a brother. And they go yeah, right. and adventure, get lost, and then these monkeys take over a train. Oh my god! <laughs> like a little tale we've all heard of. I remember it was kind of like a little serious. I just remember being like, I grew up with Rugrats. Like I started watching it when I was like seven, and then when this came out, I was thirteen, and I'm like, it's too late, guys. You yeah, care right. Now. Like, yeah. Where was this like four years ago? Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't remember when I started watching Rugrats, but um, yeah, I mean, I I liked it up until the two thousands, then I kind of grew out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was yeah. a movie that came out in ninety eight, and it had uh, it was called A Perfect Murder. It's not oh, a, a hugely like great great movie or anything, but it that's the movie that. When I saw that movie, that's when I found out that Gwyneth Paltrow could speak Spanish. And I was impressed. I didn't know that she could. <laughs> yeah, she, she speaks Spain Spanish. So she got that little the list yeah. thing going I think, on. I think she lived over there for a, a while when she was yeah. yeah, I believe she, she seems like completely fluent to me. All of the interviews that I've seen her in where she's speaking in Spanish and she seems like she can understand everything and she speaks it extremely well. Because, like you said, she spent some time over there. So well, ben that Affleck movie can speak it a little bit too. He he lived he, in Mexico when he was like thirteen. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I have seen him speak it a little. He's, yeah, he definitely very sounds very. He sounds very Americano when he talks. Yeah, <laughs> you can not, hear that accent. Speaks it, yeah, she speaks it a lot better. But I didn't know yeah. he could speak Spanish at all. But um, the yeah. Psycho well, remake. He said he could. <laughs> with Vince Vaughn in it. Yeah. That was, I thought that was almost like a shot for shot. Yeah. Redo. Did you watch it? Yeah. I didn't, I don't understand why they made it. Why they did that? Right. Yeah. Right? yeah. I think it's because Gus Van Sant thought it was the perfect movie and didn't want to change oh. it. However, he wanted to update it for modern audiences. But why did so, he make it at all? <laughs> I don't know. Because he made... Uh, made money? What's the movie called? Good Will Hunting? 
I could do whatever oh, you wanted that after that. So the director of Goodwill Hunting. Okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I think I did watch it once, and I remember noticing this is exactly the same. And I remember him saying it was like an exercise. It was a fun challenge and exercise to like recreate it as close as he could. It was like, yeah, that's pretty good if someone gives you all this money just to remake a movie. Right. He didn't think kids would watch black and white movies. So we remade it in color. It's basically the rationale. Well, why didn't he just take the original and have it? Give it a tether. Color to it. <laughs> yeah. Because that's like when I think of Psycho, I don't think of the remake. I never think yeah. of the remake. I always think of the original because that was so much more powerful to me. Um, yeah. the kind of like how they did with Night of the Living Dead when they remade that with, with Tony Todd. And when I saw that playing on TV, I thought it was the original that had just been, that had had color added to it. I didn't realize that was an actual remake. And I don't know if that got the same treatment as Psycho, if they just, if they made it completely the same or not. But I don't know. Um, I'm a huge fan of remakes. Then there was a Star Trek Insurrection. Was that the one with Tom Hardy? Or is we still got to wait for the next one? One of these is Tom oh, Hardy. No. It wasn't, no. It's no? Okay. I don't see his name. Is this one of the next generation Star Treks, right? May, it I is, think yeah. So. The card one, yeah. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought. Um, Obviously, there's the red one of these. Was this the, the one that red. had the Borg? I don't know. I feel like one of them had the board. One of the uh, I don't think I movies. That was first contact. That was for, okay. And I don't really know remember Insurrection. Insurrection is an odd numbered Star Trek movie. Only the even ones are good. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, it was kind of forgettable. Okay. <laughs> I believe it. I'm sure yeah. I know I saw it and I don't remember it. Then there's you the thought Psycho was about murders, killer showers. <laughs> That's funny. Then I guess a, I can see why you thought that. Then there's a thin red line, which we haven't seen. Oh, I could go on about thin red line. Oh. Yeah, we never. Oh, there's another oh, twin movie. We started. I, I missed this Another one. twin movie to what? Saving Private, Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. Damn, it was wow. four twin wow. movies in 98. Four <laughs> twin movies. Then there was Babe, Pig in the City, which I've seen bits of that one. Thin yeah. Red, can I talk? Do you guys want to hear about Thin Red Line? Yeah, go ahead. Ooh. Did anyone else see it or like it? I mean, I, I when we first started, uh, I mentioned that I hadn't seen it, but I know it was a real good film from that year. You guys haven't seen it? Not yet. No. I've seen it. It bored me. It bored you? Really? Yeah. Okay. Terrence Malick bores most people, I think, most, most of the time, but that movie really, like, Terrence Malick has a few movies. I haven't seen some of his new movies the last 10 years, but I think he's one of the best directors because I think he's one of those that he kind of, he's trying to like get you to engage with the material more than he's trying to entertain you as much. And it, it's hard. It doesn't always work, but like he's, I think his first four movies, which the thin red line was like the third one, I think or maybe the fourth are really like perfect movies, like masterpieces. And yeah, Thin Red Line to me, it's hard to describe. I think it does what Terrence Malick does best. Wait, it's I'm trying to, how do I describe it? It's like looking at everything, looking at humanity and everything humanity does, 
as a part of nature. No different than trees and water and stuff like that. Like we're just nature and everything we do is nature. The same as like any, like anything else happening in nature, clouds forming and fucking all that shit. Like, which to me is really, I kind of agree with that. And I relate to that. And, and he's one of the few people I feel like who makes cinema or whatever art that kind of looks at things that way, which, so I always, I feel like I respond to that. And, and thin red line to me is one where it does that relating to war, which is like, look at this crazy ass war. And then think about the fact that this is just, this is chaos. Like this, no, none of these humans know what they're doing. It's all just, this is nature. This is nature. Like humans, we all have ideas. Like this nation is fighting for this reason. And I'm an individual and blah, blah, blah. And the story and because and right all reasons. But it's like, yeah, that's all just your thoughts. This is all nature. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so I think Thin Red Line is brilliant in that way. And it's one of those movies you can just watch forever. And it's just, it's making some really deep points. It's really philosophical. And it's, I, I just put it like, way above everything most most shit is entertainment which is fine and i love entertainment and then there's art which a lot of art i'm just like meh like i don't care but shit like terrence malick to me is fucking deep and awesome and like that's philosophical art and to me it's just it's really like a, on a level that very few things to me like it's like when i was talking about that uh koyanis katsi documentary mm -hmm. i put this along that like mm. It, you watch it and you just, I don't know, you think about nature and how humanity is a part of nature. Which Would I, you rate I, this higher than Saving Private Ryan? Oh yeah, much more so. I think okay. Saving Private Ryan is a much more entertaining movie. And it's in terms of entertainment and realistic depictions of war, it's... Yeah, like, like that's what I was thinking from how you were describing. I think Saving Private Ryan would be more of a depiction of like... The reality of war, while what you're saying about Thin Red Line is more of nature, and we're kind of just in it. Yeah. And just, we kind of show what we do in warfare. Yeah. yeah. That's Thin Red Line isn't to shock you with, like, yeah, Saving Forever Ryan is almost like the human horror of war. Mm -hmm. And Thin Red Line, there's some of that, but there's also just, like, how ridiculous. Sitting on hills thinking about stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very philosophical. It's a very philosophical movie. There is, I mean, his movies are known for just like shots of trees, you know, and shit. Um, what other stuff has he done? Because the name sounds familiar. I, but it, I'm, just, it just popped in my. He's known for being extremely like reclusive and makes movies very rarely. I think he made two movies in the seventies that I watched and they're really well done. I don't even remember what they're called. I think um, you could just Google them though. Terrence Malick. His first two movies though were really good. And then I think his he didn't make movies for like a couple decades. Then he made Thin Red Line, and after which was awesome. And then like eight years later, I thought it was awesome. Not not as many people do. But then eight years later, he made The New World with Colin Farrell, the Pocahontas story. Oh um, yeah, and, which, and Christian Bale, right? Christian Bale, Colin okay. Farrell. Which again, most people don't like, but I think it is on the same level of Thin Red Line, where it's showing you all this for it's it's asking you to see all this as humans as nature rather than focus on the individual stories at least that's how i relate to it and it's amazing to me i think thin red line and new world i are two of my all-time favorite movies and it's i think terrence malick is just on another level 
but it is very philosophical and slow and there's, mm. there's shots of trees sometimes in, like in between scenes segues and it's, it's just wants you to sit there and think which most of the time it's boring but it, they do it in a weird way or in an entertaining way i think and then the other movie i know he did tree of life with brad pitt which to me okay. that movie, i recognize that name too that got too boring. That got to me where it's it started. To, I think it's more recent movies from then on have been more human drama and more traditional human drama, which bores me. Or maybe I'm not getting it. I'm it's over my head, maybe. Um, but I, I don't I don't care as much. I haven't even seen a couple of them. But Tree of Life is known for like a 20 minute sequence of just like the universe and shit. I can't even describe it. Like cells like human cell and, and that biological microsms and universe forming and just all this shit where it's almost like, like the God is what would God see or something. And it's, it's a really amazing s sequence and it's stuck in the middle of this boring ass story about Brad Pitt, like being a dad. <laughs> oh, okay. But okay. I, I'll, I'll stop raving about Terrence Malick. Recognize I can tell you like it. <laughs> to me, he's one of those few that I feel like I have that much to say about where I really think, yeah, and it's because of the Thin Red Line and the New World, which are to me they're just amazing. And just talking about it makes me kind of want to watch it. It's been a, a few years. We watch it, yeah. yeah Another movie that I actually saw was Rush Hour. Now yeah. That's entertaining. Yes. That's a funny. That's, this is a funny movie. That's a fun film. <laughs> yeah. So um, I love so it. Yeah. Tucker, I mean. <laughs> He was so funny. What are the that opening sequence where he does a little Michael Jackson Michael move Jackson, after he blows yeah. up? <laughs> and that always stuck with me. But I was going to ask Simon: is is your comment in reference to the fear and loathing in Las Vegas? Yeah, it's a quote from it. Okay, I, I have no. It was this. This was a '98 film, then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no. Okay. That's another yeah, great movie that the critics. I'm seeing on IMDb the Metascore is 41, and it's like. Fear and loathing is not. What's the movie. what's the audience score? You know, I don't know. How do you tell? Is that the star? Um, if you go to, are you on Metacritic? Oh no, I'm on so, IMDb, and then it says Metascore, which I thought was very official. Well, in so Rotten Tomatoes, it's fifty percent critics, eighty nine percent audience. Yeah. So. Rotten Tomatoes okay, has segmented out. IMDb yeah. score, the IMDb score is also audience, but then you can go directly to Metacritic and you, you'll see the meta score, but then right beside that, you'll see the audience score. And I'll bet it's probably very similar to Fear and Loathing. I, I mean, the Rotten Tomatoes score. I, I bet think, it's much higher. And so any of those that get updated as years go on would be more accurate. Because so if it's just the critics, like 100 critics who are working in 1998, Mm -hmm. That doesn't really reflect how people think about it today. Oh, you know, right, like, yeah, right, exactly. Nope. Fear and Loathing Metascore on Metacritic is 41. User score 7.7. .7. Uh-huh. Yeah, 7.7 yeah. at least a 7 point. That sounds about right. It's pretty out there for some people, but it's really different and unique and cool. Yeah, it looks, I, I think I've stayed away from it because I know, I mean, the premise is just basically he's high the whole time or on drugs or tripping out or something. And I just yeah. I have zero interest. I just, just that just doesn't appeal to me at all. Yeah. But I know that a lot of people really like it and it gets referenced quite a bit. Um, and is not the one really where he has like this cigar or so, like yeah, this cigarette out, is like now? Long, yeah, yeah. A long uh cigarette yeah. and a holder maybe something like that yeah yeah Hunter S. Hunter S. thompson 
it's yeah, based on that, him, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was an interesting, crazy dude. And I think that movie does a great job of like, I don't know, hyper, like a hyper dramatized. I don't know what the word, but you know, like in an, an enhanced version of what his reality might have been, because he was definitely way more out there and lived a crazier life than most human beings. And so I like that they almost took his larger than life life and then made it even crazier in a movie. And in one of those experience because he wrote about like that was based on a true story. You know, Fear and Loathing is based on a true story, which he wrote a book about which was when him and like his attorney or something just did a bunch of drugs and went to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> fucking crazy. Tr I think I read the book. I'm pretty sure I read the book back when I was a teenager and I just absorbed all that shit. And like, it's a crazy story. And then the movie does a really good job of, of capturing the insanity of mm. it's worth a read. If you want to read a crazy real life story, because Hunter S. Thompson was a really interesting uh, character. I've only heard that name in passing, and I could not tell you now who he is or what he did. Was he a poet or something? He was a, he was a writer, journalist, right? Journalist, a journalist who a journalist. I think also wrote a couple books. But he was basically okay. a journalist, and he was the kind of journalist he liked to just get out in the world and check shit out and write about it. Like, so you're talking of, about him in the past tense? He died. Yeah, he killed himself, didn't he? He killed he? himself because he got so old he couldn't even get up and down stairs, and he was like, "Fuck this!" Oh, he was he was advanced, quite advanced. So he lived a, a long life yeah. then. He was the oh, dude. Okay. Where he didn't want people to take care of him. So and uh, sometimes when people kill themselves, it's not like he was so depressed. It was like he was like, "Dude, I can't get up and down stairs." Right. That's no life to live by that point. Yeah. yeah. But he's he's a really crazy guy, yeah. And that movie, I think, is it's a pretty cool movie. It's a really cool movie. He pioneered uh, Gonzo journalism, which was sort of it has no claims of objectivity. It's just stories in the first person. But here's what I got to on the road. Okay. I forgot right. that's what the term was. Yeah. I've heard that term. Oh. Yeah, but I could I could not have told you what it was. Halloween H twenty. Yes, <laughs> this came out in ninety eight. <laughs> I actually really like this film. Yeah, it was decent. It was probably one of the better sequels. What did you if think you about Half in the Bag? What did I think about what? That Half in the Bag review of Halloween. Uh, Halloween 2018? I, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I didn't agree completely with some of the cons that they listed, but I thought it was pretty... I mean, I agree with quite a bit of what they said. It was fun. And then there, every once in a while, there's Macaulay Culkin in the background with his little, <laughs> with his little clipboard. <laughs> what is that? Is that like a... A movie review? Yeah. Yeah, half Red Letter Media, half in the bag. Oh, Red Letter Media does it? Yeah. And Macaulay yeah. Culkin shows up? Yeah, yeah, he was in there. <laughs> He's in a bunch of their shows. Yeah, plus you, and you, to, you tipped yeah. me off to that. So when he showed up, I wasn't surprised. If you hadn't, I would have been like, wait, what? Is that Macaulay Culkin? Let me go back and look, what? <laughs> but yeah, he would he would show up. And it was like, um, his, like a 30-minute review. Yeah. It was worth it just for that intro, whether like... Uh, this is the sequel to Halloween, but not Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> this is Halloween yeah. 2, but not Halloween 2, because it's right. Halloween 1, but not that Halloween 1. Well, it's the sequel to oh, Halloween yeah. 2. It's yeah. supposed to be the sequel to Halloween 2. It's supposed to be, you're supposed to take Halloween 1, 2, and age 20. Yeah. So that's like a that. trilogy. I even, I I Wait, really am not a fan of Halloween 2. I thought it was just a straight up sequel to Halloween 
No, it's One. it's supposed to be a, a sequel to Halloween two. And the reason Are you sure? is yes, I am sure, and I'll tell you why. Well, it's but there's because no Are they related? Yeah, because he references in Halloween, she references in Halloween H two O or Halloween twenty years later, him being her brother. Yeah. Which isn't brought up until the second movie specifically. So that's Halloween why. Kills. No, no, in Halloween Kills. Jesus. I know. <laughs> I know. I know, right? In Halloween Kills, no. Halloween Kills retconned everything after the first one. So yeah, in that's Halloween what I was Kills, saying. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Halloween H2O because that's, no. that's what we were talking about. Sorry for the <laughs> confusion there. Yeah, no, in Halloween yeah. Kills, it's just, it's one and then kills. And then, gotcha. I mean, uh, sorry, one, 2018, what? and then kills, and then ends will be coming along. But so I like all of those movies. Except um, for the second I, one. The second one wasn't great. The second one wasn't good. There's only one Halloween movie I have not watched all the way through. And that is the ridiculous one that came out after Halloween H20. Halloween Resurrection. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've seen clips of it. It's like, oh, Didn't no. Corey watched Did that one like, all the way. Your favorite was 2018, but or like the first one, 2018, and then this one, right? Yeah, so those are my favorites of of the Halloween. Now, Halloween not, Four is. Did you watch terrible. the Rob Zombie ones? I did watch the Rob Zombie ones. I like the first one okay. The second one yeah. was quite out there, but um, I had seen a work print version of it before it became officially released, and it ends differently in the work print version than it did in the theatrical release. Like in one of them, he dies, and one of them, he doesn't. So it's, it's like one like in one of them the doctor dies and in the other he doesn't so it's kind of i don't know it was okay um it's not my favorite but it was all right i watched it because i watch all the halloween movies except for resurrection which i will never watch is that the one with buster rhymes yes uh, yeah so I, dumb i want to I mean, see on on h2o it, it's a good movie i like it my, my favorite part what it's memorable for me is that i think it was the first time i got to see a horror movie in the theater because my parents yeah. were starting to break down a little bit i think it was one of the first times and i got to go with all my friends from junior high and so it was just one of those fun times where it was like five, half a dozen of us junior high kids went and saw a horror movie together and it was just I wish a fun I'd seen that experience you know so I still remember that. Is we did that a few times, but it was it, memorable. Um, it was. I. I just. I thought it was well done. I mean, the mask could have been better. I thought it was interesting that her mother was in there. Oh and, yeah, and the car. Yeah, that she was using. and the car that she that she drove in there was the car from Psycho or that model from Psycho. So I thought th Conspiracy. those were cute little. Conspiracy. <laughs> but um, I, I don't. I just. I thought it was really good. We have and... lost Joe, and we have lost Colin. Oh, yeah, Joe took off. Yeah, exactly, movie man. Now oh, Joe's back. Oh, we're yeah. all of sequels, reboots, and more sequels. Exactly. I'm so glad you're back, Joe, because I need to make a coffee. <laughs> Go get coffee. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, the so second... So the second Halloween, the reason I don't like... Uh, so, like, Halloween 4 is probably one of the better sequels after Halloween H2O. So like in order would be Halloween 1, not counting the Halloween kills and everything, would be Halloween 1, Halloween H2O, and Halloween 4. But what happens is with 4, 5, and 6, they delve into the whole supernatural stuff that I am just not a fan of. Like make him, it was just, it got really ridiculous and he loses his 
scary factor for me when they do the whole supernatural stuff. And so Rob Zombie's second Halloween felt like it kind of went in that direction as well. Some people didn't like Rob Zombie's first Halloween because he humanized Michael Myers. He gave him this backstory of abuse. And some people felt like that was just like, why? You you don't make him as scary when you give him something that we can identify with because he'd been like abused or whatever. And so, but I thought it was okay. I didn't hate the Rob Zombie one. I think but. I've only seen the, like the original, you know, three or four mm-hmm. Halloween movies. I don't think I've seen any since like, you know, 1990 with the little girl or whenever that was. Yeah, right. That was Halloween four and then followed by five, which was came out the next year. And speaking of Halloween, this coming Thursday, so the, the movie theater where Arturo works, they have this thing that they do where on the first Thursday of every month, you buy this ticket. It's like five bucks. And it's for a mystery movie. You don't know what it's going to be until the credits start rolling. So the mm-hmm. one for this month, they said it was a horror movie. So I bumped. Oh, he's Arturo. <laughs> <laughs> so they said it was a horror movie. And I thought I knew what it was. But on their website, I mean, on their Facebook page, they've given these little hints as to what it's going to be. And now I know what it is for sure. It's Halloween 3, which has nothing to do with Michael Myers. But it's been a while since I've seen Halloween is that 3. The one so. with the shamrocks or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually not bad. Uh, it's just people... Uh, I think it got some hate because people were expecting that it was going to have to, you know, it was going to be part of the Michael Myers stuff. And it, and it wasn't because um, they were trying to do an anthology of Halloween movies and people were like, no, we want, we want Michael Myers. So, yeah. but Jamie Lee Curtis's voice <laughs> is in there. And I, there's a scene, if I remember correctly, of someone in the movie watching the first Halloween on TV. So mm. there's this little connections, but it's not, it's not really. Okay, Arturo. <laughs> Take it off now. <laughs> You're scaring Ben. <laughs> okay, so. Don't worry, William Shatner can't hurt you. I <laughs> know, right? But he doesn't look like William Shatner there. So, what other films? Uh, the fact we already talked about the faculty. Has anybody seen Disturbing Behavior? I honestly I think Michael Myers looks better <laughs> even with his burnt mask and everything yeah that was actually a very um cool mask idea that they came up with because initially they were wanting to do a clown mask and it just wasn't effective and so they went and bought this cheapy little William Shatner mask and cut out the eye holes and kind of like smashed it out, flattened his facial features and spray painted him white and did crazy stuff with his hair and creepy. I mean, really creepy. To me, that mask is very effective. Oh no. Oh no. You, you, oh, sorry about that, Glenn. Your wheelchair got stuck. Oh my gosh. Don't go, be the, don't, don't go in the rain. Sorry, Glenn. <laughs> Poor Glenn. 
Aww. I'm glad you're feeding those hummingbirds, though. I love feeding the birds in the backyard. Oh my God, Arturo. <laughs> I know. He's, we've been talking about Halloween since you left in, so. Okay, I didn't miss um, the game. No, we have not Meet Joe Black. Was that a 98 film? What, who would? What was that about? I don't. Oh, uh, Matt, Matt Damon. Um. Well, wait. Or was was that Will Smith or Matt Damon? It's one of them two. Oh, Joe, something's wrong with your mic. Mic went out. Yeah, can't hear you very good. We got a Glenn. We got a cardinal. We've been feeding for about two years. It still comes by. It was oh, wow. a couple. It had a baby, and the 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 video I showed. Remember, Sam, the animal video. Yeah, the, yeah. The cardinals. One of them died, but then the female's still around, and she's got a new mate, and they had a oh. new baby. So we've seen her have two babies. Two oh, wow. sets of babies. Yeah. Kind of cool. You take that mask off. Okay, what were you saying about Meet Joe Black, Joe? Uh, can you hear me better now? Yeah, that's a little better. Sounds a little tinny, though. I got a phone call while it was streaming, and it's... Oh, might have done Y'all got quieter so. too, so I don't know what what happened, but um, oh, she's uh, he says oh, it's Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt okay. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, I don't know what I was thinking of. Seen that? That seems familiar to me. It. Like maybe I have seen it, but I've completely forgotten. It, it's okay. He's finally gone. I don't need to run, but this is what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not laugh. taking the dogs out you tonight, laugh. so you can't scare so me with the Halloween music. Like, Stand next to your mom's bed wearing that. Just, <laughs> he's threatened to do that. He <laughs> no, has the best thing that, that I did for her, for <laughs> to help her, to help her with this, is she the, went outside helped. taking out the dogs, and I played some Halloween music for her. Yeah, he came, comes night. out on the porch and blares that out, and it's dark, you know. And Michael Myers is right there in the woods. I just know it. The more you know what, you know what, Colin, you gave me a good crazy. idea. When she takes, when she takes out the <laughs> no, dogs, no, don't do I'll that. Seriously. No, no. I was just like, oh yeah, Halloween mask. Sure, you guys love Halloween. I'm like, nah. wait, that's that I'll scares your mom more than anything. You shouldn't mm -hmm. have that in the house. <laughs> he bought it. So it's if like he's cosplayed as Michael Myers multiple times. Oh yeah. You know what, yes. You know what that reminds me of? A really creepy moment. It was just a weird random moment in my life. I was hanging out with a friend on Halloween and we weren't going out. We we're just hanging out smoking weed. And they went to drive me home at like 9 10 p.m it was dark out and we're driving down this kind of neighborhoods around but it's kind of a kind of empty area and this dude is just standing there in a michael's meyer shirt completely <gasps> alone no one around anywhere just just standing there just looking at us and i'm like yeah halloween's a weird night like Ooh. have you seen those halloween videos that i can't remember where where they're from it's like this it's a husband uh, and wife and they take the uh, oh hello what's going on yeah, don't oh, talk about. Good thing I took off my. It's a good thing I took. I, I, I told him they could say hi again. <laughs> That's cool. Um, another twin movie, you guys. Oh, I was no. going to mention this oh, about yeah. disturbing behavior, but I couldn't remember for sure it was if it was similar to Invasion of the Body Snatchers type. But yeah, it is. It reminds me of The Faculty. Kind of a similar premise. Twin behavior. Yeah, it has Katie. Movie, Katie Holmes, and I can't remember who else is in it and now i remember what meet joe black is about brad pitt is death and isn't anthony oh. hopkins dying or something like that or or, or 
I wow, I had completely forgotten about the premise of this, but I remember now. Oh, I did I see it, it once. It's an interesting premise. Yeah, I, I remember it enjoying terrible. it. Really, you didn't like it? Yeah, I thought it was stupid. <laughs> I it was just like an excuse to show like have a camera on Brad Pitt and Claire Forlani for an hour and a half and show how right. beautiful they were. <laughs> right. it was, I don't know. My wife said she thought it was a pretty good story, but I remember thinking it was dumb. But I don't I think I knew that he was uh, the Grim Reaper or, or yeah. Death or whatever. Yeah, and th I think that for me that's what kept me watching it was because it was an interesting premise and I wanted to see what was going to happen. I couldn't tell you now what happened, though. It just looked like close-ups of their faces for like an hour and a half. Well, there, but, it was a lot about the relationship with him and her, I think. Uh, yeah, that's right. James Marsden was in Disturbing Behavior. And the guy who played, yep. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Is, uh, yeah, Nick Stahl. Yeah, that's right. I've seen that movie, actually, pretty recently, a couple times. Uh, Joe or Simon, have either of you watched Lock, Stock, and Two Stoke Smoking Barrels? Have you I can't believe seen? we forgot. You know what? I didn't write it down in the list. That's why we forgot about it, Colin. And I oh, thought I had written down yeah. everything. I know. So I do want to see it. Of course I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, right? Fantastic movie. Fancy it right? I believe you. I think so, too. I, I remember seeing it, and I was kind of blown away. It was, like, really... One of those movies, like you're never bored. You're just hooked the whole time. And afterwards, you're like, damn, it was. It had a Tarantino feel of just like, damn, that was really cool and different. And all these different stories kind of coming together in unexpected ways. And just like the the dark humor, um, and stuff. And so it got me hooked. I was real excited. And the snatch came out, and I felt like snatch kind of like it lived up to Lockstock. I don't know. I think I like Lockstock maybe more, but Snatch is right next to it, and. Um, I, w I was like so into Guy Ritchie at that point and then it's like he just had a couple misses and then Sherlock Holmes was good but it felt Hollywood it didn't feel like a Guy it Ritchie was, movie yeah it was Hollywooded and so not until like The Kingsman which I just watched like last oh, week, because you guys did so I feel good. like he's back like Guy Ritchie yeah. was... oh he did those movies The Kingsman wasn't that uh, no, no no you're, you're, no you're you're, you're okay, uh, Colin. You meant uh, the gentleman. The, the gentleman. gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even that was catch like that. Kind of my uh, McConaughey. First, kind of, sort of my first introduction to his own original films was the gentleman, and that's what got me hooked. Well, you mentioned yeah. you you compared him to Tarantino, and that's exactly what I had sort of put together in my own mind uh, yeah, a like few a months British. ago when I was really getting into Guy Ritchie, and they have a very to me they have a, a kind of a similar style. Or it's like a lot of the crime, back and forth and all the different characters. Crime, violence, dark comedy, multiple stories, kind of all crossing mm -hmm. different ways. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, if you guys like, if you guys like Guy Ritchie that much, I I feel like there's no way you won't love Lockstock. Oh, I'm I'm sure I will, and I'm kicking myself for for not writing it down on the list because I do remember now we talked about it and I meant to, to watch well, it, but I guess completely. I guess I'll have to wear that Michael Myers mask tonight whenever you go out. No, don't do that. You're you're taking them out. I'm not taking them out. Oh come on. Come on. Okay, so other films. Ninety nine. There's a lot in ninety eight too. But yeah. I don't know if we're going to be able to talk about all of them. Man in the Iron Mask. That was like a... Yeah, I liked it. I don't think it was bad. I mean, 
again, been a long time. But I think that was another movie where I was like, maybe Leonardo doesn't totally suck. <laughs> but I yeah, think he wasn't too bad in there. Actually, the, the more I think about the more I think, like, I don't think it's probably that good. I feel like if I watched it again, I'd be like, nah. It's been know. a good while. Yeah. I might feel exactly like you do. Maybe, maybe it's yeah. not good. Then there was also a movie called Night Watch that had Ewan McGregor in it. And it was a remake of a movie that had Nikolai, uh, the dude from Game of Thrones, who played oh. Cersei's brother. Yeah. It was like, I can't remember if it was like Swedish or Danish or whatever, but it, so it was a remake of that one. And I remember I saw the the remake first and then I saw the original. I liked both of them. I thought they were quite good. It's basically about this guy who works in a morgue at night and there's murders that happen. Mm. <laughs> so like I thought it was fun. Thriller? Yeah, I got like a mystery thriller, yeah. What's it called uh, again? It's called Night Watch. Night Watch. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't... I don't remember cool. when the original came oh, out. Oh, we lost Joe. Oh, I know. Maybe his... His internet's acting up, maybe. Yeah. Okay, Patricia Arquette. That's right. That's who played in, in there. I had forgotten who it was. I just remembered he was in there, and there was a scene where he's walking across the room, or walking across the morgue room, and he's scared because it's night, and there's a bunch of dead bodies in the morgue. Yeah. And he's walking to the other side to get something. I can't remember if it was like a key or something... And he's like, I think he was like doing like this. He had his hands <laughs> up here on the sides of his face so that he wouldn't see the dead bodies around him. I thought it was pretty good. Wait, yes. I just saw Simon say the Irish invented Halloween. Wait, where did, mm -hmm. oh, did he say that in the private chat? What's that? Um, What's that from? I'm curious. Oh, uh, uh, what yeah. how's that spelled right it's some it's spelled uh sam hang sam hang or something like that right thing or that's just an irish word i don't know it's an irish word what, what what is it it was the original halloween festival just an old like maybe not pay, pagan or the old school yeah. or whatever uh -huh. yeah. yeah the pagan yeah interesting so it goes back hundreds of years probably like, long yep. and the original pumpkins were turnips and they're a lot more terrifying Really? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's funny. Like the way I like the way Simon words his stuff. Like the Irish invented Halloween too. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Dude, Halloween's maybe the best holiday. It's either Fourth of July or Halloween. I think. Um, I was Halloween gonna and St. Patrick's Day, two best holidays. Okay. Oh, see, yeah. I'm not super into St. Patrick's yeah, Day, but true, I love man. Halloween. That's pretty good score for the Irish on holiday. That's two for two. Right, there you go. Most people are over <laughs> or over one. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, yeah, Jeff, we, we have talked about it pretty extensively uh, earlier in the stream. Early uh, on, yeah, like at the, the very beginning, movie. yeah, because it was like one of the top. T it was the second in the top ten. Yep. So, I mentioned um, American History X. Like, yeah, not, but I wrote that down as well. I'm not a big fan. It's too serious. I think it's a good movie. Yeah. But very it's dark really dark and serious i watched mm -hmm. it once and that was enough but edward norton's a great exactly actor. and yeah. uh yeah i remember yeah. he was in there yeah. and um what's his name oh gosh the kid. Edward, furlong. edward furlong yeah 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 it was sad is there any Awful. other movies to talk about because i don't ed, ed norton got pretty jacked in that movie too yes he did yeah. I got at least a couple more I'd, I'd like to mention. Yeah, there's several. Like we... Yeah, because I don't got I don't have any more. Okay, okay, so out of sight. Got... 
No, sorry. Go ahead, Simon. I was just going to say, I actually got a tattoo based on Ed Norton's character in American History X. Really? Really? You know, yeah, you know the big swastika he has over his heart? Yeah. Okay. I got that, except it was uh, 46664, Nelson Mandela's prisoner number. So it's sort of opposite of that. Oh, okay. I was like, what? That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. That is. That's interesting. Do you have a lot of tattoos or just a few? Uh, just that one and another one in my arm, which means it's my 18th birthday, Dad. And I mean, and I can get a tattoo if I fucking want one. <laughs> and that's all the meaning has. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Oh my gosh. That's cool. Oh my goodness. That's funny. Um, I was going to mention Out of Sight, which is the other story in the Jackie Brown. The George Clooney line. The George Clooney. I never saw no, that. No, um, Jennifer Lopez. Oh, okay. My and, bad. And George They're not the and, same person. No, they're not. The, the only tie-in, the only link between those two stories, I believe, is the Michael Keaton character. But it's been a good while since I've seen that. Um, I think you wanted to talk about the big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm staying. I'm finishing my coffee. <laughs> I like that quote. Yeah. <laughs> That scene is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, D, D movie man, I uh, I agree. It's it's a bit much. You don't need to watch it. But yeah, I'm saying I think Walter Kochak. I mean, I don't want to exaggerate, but if I had to pick a favorite character in any movie, it may well be this guy right here. Like, he's really, kind of my ultimate type of favorite character, which is I love people who are loud and volatile almost passionately loud and volatile like that and but they have a good heart you know but they're unpredictable like and they can go loud to quiet like loud to like, you just don't know where they're gonna be i like that i like hanging out with people like that like who as long as they have a good heart and they're honest and stuff it, i kind of like the people get loud and passionate you know um it's just something wild about it it's a fun and wild energy to have and that character to me is like He's just perfect. He's what I want in a funny character. And, I mean, I could go on. I think he's so quotable. He has so many lines that I, I just quote a lot in my head or when I'm hanging out. Like, that it's like the ultimate, like, when you I always want to make music where I just use quotes from movies as the, you know, go along with the, like, the drum, electronic bass music where you just drop quotes from movies. And I could make a whole track with just quotes from this guy. And it's so funny. And it's like... Not even to mention the rest of the movie is really good. Like, the dude is a classic character. Like, Philip Seymour Hoffman has a great little role. There's a lot of great little roles and moments and, and funny scenes. And it's it's Coen Brothers. You know, it's really well done. But, man, Walter Kochak, though. John Goodman in this role, yeah, I put against any any other role. He's so, like, they, could, they confront this dude in a wheelchair. And he just like this man fucking walks. I'm so sure of it. And he like pulls him out of the wheelchair. <laughs> and the guy's like, ah! ah! <laughs> it's just like, yeah, he's at the cock when he says this. Like he's all, he always starts yelling, and he's like, dude, chill out. He's like, I'm I'm calmer than you are, dude. Calmer than you are. And it's just he just he was in Nam, so he's always talking about we took the hill and we did it. I didn't lose my friends in the blood. And he just starts yelling and shit. There's like. They're, they go bowling all the time. They're always hanging out the bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. Like I knew this, that much about it. This dude steps over the line. He's like, 
you're over the line, Mark is zero. It's like, I wasn't over the line. You're over the line, Mark is zero. And he's like, no, and he's like, he gets this gun out, like, Mark is zero. You're over the Like, that shit, Jeez. I love it so much. I love that energy. And I can watch that movie over and over again. I, I could talk about it a lot, but I'll stop myself. But that's, I definitely go with like top five 90s, maybe top three, maybe the number one. Like, that's up there with Jurassic Park and The Matrix. <laughs> For me, oh, geez. I guess, yeah, I guess Tim's talking about the scene. It turns out, it's yeah, wrong yes, yeah, yeah. This is what happens when you fuck <laughs> a stranger in the ass. This is what happens, and he just smashes the car, and then the neighbor runs out, like, What are you doing? It's like, Oh, I'm sorry, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, yeah. It's okay. So good. It's so yeah, good. I, I know a lot of people really love that film, but I've never been inclined to watch it because it just looked like it. I don't know. It just didn't look exciting. It's a good com. I think it's a. It's not like a dumb comedy, which I love, and we go on about like Dumb and Dumber and, and Tommy Boy and shit. It, it's a little more. It's more of a movie than that. There's more. Yeah. Of a movie. Since Corner by now, she doesn't like that type of comedy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not that. It does have over the top shit with Walter. But it's, yeah. it's more of a, a movie. But yeah, that Walter is so funny. And Steve Buscemi So the dude is isn't funny. the main character? The dude's Jeff funny. Bridges. Jeff Bridges. But is he the main? I thought he's he was the main. the main character. He is the main character. And oh, Walter's he is. Okay. just his best friend who's in a lot of scenes with him. Okay. And like probably the second most. I've definitely seen pictures of him as that character, John Goodman. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, no, we have not talked about happiness. That's a weird one. I think I saw it once. Just before we Phillip move on from the Big Lebowski, I just want to say that the thing yeah. I love about that script is the infectious repetitus. Because you'll hear one character use a particular turn of phrase to one, to another character, and then that character will carry it on throughout the movie. Oh, I didn't even I just, pick up on that, other than maybe little things. Yeah. Wait, explain that again? So one character will use a certain sort of phrase. Um... Oh, what was it like asian american or something maybe like asian american or there's one he uses with the porn king uh i can't remember what it is but he'll use they'll use a particular turn of phrase in a conversation my special lady friend or something maybe like that yeah and yeah. then that the character who heard that phrase will then use yeah, that later following scene with that's so cool i didn't even realize that that was going mm -hmm. on it felt so natural that i didn't yeah. realize yeah it's cool hmm I didn't know script. What's is it called? He, again? Is, is he infectious repetitus? Infectious repetitus. Interesting. That's um, cool. Is he as dumb as Chester Timothy? And why are you why are you writing if you're driving? Who's Chester? That. Yeah, you should not do that. This is my brother. That's not cool. <laughs> He's on the way home from work. Chester is a character in his book on the hit list who completely steals the show in the book. So he's comparing he's, Walter. He's writing with, a book that has a character like. Oh no, he he's already published it. It's like it's his oh. second book that he published. Yeah, he, he Timothy is like my Walter. brother, the author. Yeah, he's got a awesome. character called Chester, and Makes so he's comparing Walter to Chester. It's mm. it's a crazy. It's a it's a funny story. It's not That's it's awesome. not a long it's not a long read. Um, that was actually the book that was made into an audio book that ended up landing me the job that I have now working in audio like. I was already narrating audiobooks, but it's through cool. Jeff Hayes' narration of my brother's book on the hit list that I started working with Jeff, and now we're, you know, the company and everything. 
Oh, it's voice to text. Okay, Tim. Okay. But still, be careful. You're driving. Be very crazy. careful. Jeff, I think uh, Jeff, I always agree with when you say my brother likes this. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Well, Jeff is the guy I work with. Tim is Tim my brother. Okay. Yeah, Tim is my brother, the author, and then I have a, a brother, another brother, Matt, who's a, a comic, who's a, an artist, does work in comic books. No, no cool. TW needed. Because, yeah, exactly. Uh, see, the Big Lebowski is maybe a. I don't. I. You know what? I never saw the trailer for it. I've just seen clips of it in like these games, these trivia movie games that uh, Tim and I have played before, and it just looked boring to me. I don't know. I just. I guess I just didn't get it. I I love Fargo is one of my is my favorite movie from '96 and like No Country for Old Men and um, but for some reason Big Lebowski just didn't click with me. Um, but that scene where he's destroying that car was was hilarious. Yeah. For sure. but yeah, like I said, like it's a cult classic for sure. Yeah. But I it just didn't grab me. For whatever reason. Well, that's yeah, just think... like your opinion, man. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, Perfect. That, was, that was very good, Simon. That's, that's what the dude, the, says in the, the yeah. dude says that in the movie. Yeah, yeah I've seen a clip of him You've saying it, yeah. that. Yeah. They, they've shown that also and sometimes in um, videos on YouTube. Someone's doing mm -hmm. a video and they'll like put a clip up of that. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah, yeah. like... Um... I know the completionist on YouTube, he always has to make a point. No, this is my top 10 list, yeah. not yours. You know, like, because you have, you have people that go up on there, make a make a comment, like, why was so-and-so on, on the list? Yeah, it's I know. List. <laughs> like, they Don't think it's some it? sort of a super official list, and that's it, and it's concrete. It's like, no, it's just your no, own personal list. <laughs> people have, like, their own opinions about things. Right. I'll admit that it's my favorite move of the year for sure. And there's scenes that I fast forward just because they bore me. Like when he's hanging out with Julianne Moore or when there's almost these weird montage of him dreaming or something. I've, I've seen him enough. I just fast forward. It, it, and I think if you don't like the comedy scenes or that, that they don't resonate with you, that that's so much of is the, the characters and the comedy for me that what draws me in. Because some of the other stuff, it's fine, but I, I've seen it a couple times. That's enough. Stoner's ex. Yeah, I'm definitely oh, a stoner. It definitely makes sense that stoners are drawn to that too. <laughs> Don't you need I feel medicine. Yeah, actually, I've got to give him his. Uh, his I still remember medicine. being like 19 or 18, even 18, 19, oh, and with a friend who hadn't seen I'm Big Lebowski. And I was like, you've never seen it. We were watching it right now. Right. And we watched it that night. So it's been, yeah, it's been a classic to me for a long time. All right, I'm going to mention stuff. Dark City. Any, you guys? Dark City? Wait a minute. Isn't yep. that, doesn't that have, um, I could be mistaken. Um, Keeper oh, Sutherland. Yep, mm -hmm. I'm looking at this thing. Isn't it like noirish? Yeah, it's weird. Oh, no, Sin, 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 might, Sin might like that because I think she's a big Keeper Sutherland fan. Oh yeah, she is. Yeah, I wonder, I, we have to I bring that up. For, if I remember correctly, I'm not sure if she was crazy about that film, but whenever she gets back, we'll ask her. I just remembered uh, seeing clips of it when it was on, I guess, television. I just remembered it was very noirish, very dark. The city was weird. Yeah. They, yeah. it's yeah. like 
I guess what almost had a 40 50 ish feel, but it the technology that was also kind of advanced at the same time, something like that. That sounds right. I don't remember much, but I remember it being really weird in a way that I kind of was interesting to me. It felt like over my head, but I kind of liked it. Dark City, it's another twin movie, not within the calendar year, but within a year, The Matrix came out. Oh, yeah. Well, wasn't that the year after? I thought The Matrix came out in 90. Nine, nine. Yeah. So, so within, within a year. year. Within a year. Mm, okay. Directed crazy. by Alex Proyas, the director of The Crow. Oh. I'm also... That was on my radar back in the day. Simon, have, did you watch SLC Punk? No. Okay, because you, you had like a kind of... I felt like you maybe had a punk phase or a punk-ish phase. It sounds like. I did, but that movie was lame. You know? Yeah, it was. It was kind of like a teenage punk movie. I will. I edit when I was a teenage though. I remember we thought it was cool, and I watched it. But yeah, I don't think I watched it again. Would you guys say some of these '90s films still hold up today, or you can tell that they're slightly outdated? I think a fair amount of them do. A lot of them I don't remember enough, but a lot of them I'm thinking like, man, I would. I kind of want to watch them again because it's been long enough. And I've seen, a, I saw him back when I was a teenager. Did anyone like uh, round, Rounders? Yeah, I like that movie. I'm a, I don't know if it's, you have to like poker to like that movie, but I love poker and I think it's a really good poker movie. Yeah. It's, what's weird about it is like, it came out like five years before the poker boom kind of started. Yeah, with the ESPN World Series of Poker. Yeah, I don't remember hearing about it. And then I got all into poker around that time and Mm -hmm. then, like, was looking for all things poker-related. Yeah. And went back and, like, watched it. And I was like, I'd never even heard of this movie. Yeah. But pretty good. Uh, John Malkovich has a good role. He's the villain. John Malkovich, John Torturo, right, is the other guy or um maybe i forgot he was in it and my he's like the wise old poker player isn't he i don't and remember I, I can't picture it i know ed, it's ed norton and ed norton and matt damon matt damon yeah it was good yeah, I, I, I was the the same way i had a poker phase super into poker for a while i still think it's the greatest game of all no limit texas Hold'em is the greatest game of all time i still think that but in my poker phase, I found that movie too, and I re- I was pretty entertained by it. Welcome. It was something that canceled the the online poker. That was I got into that for a while. Yeah. yeah. That. Two dollar tournaments. It was good. Yeah, I used to play that and like actually make money at it, and then they they closed it down on Black yeah. Friday. It sucks. Yeah, that was a bad yeah. day. It's like, dude, they can't yeah. do that. There's millions of people. Playing a movie and actually making money doing it. It was like, this is awesome. It was super. I I could have done that, but I was in a bad phase. I didn't have the emotional control. Like, I would make all this money and then risk it, and I knew I shouldn't, and I would lose it. But I definitely have the skill. When you have the – it's consistency with poker. You have to have patience and consistency to, 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 to earn, basically. But what that, is, yeah, it what was, was really the film? Cool. Sorry. Under Rounders? discussion? 
Oh well, we were well. Colin was talking about Dark City that had Keeper. Oh Sutherland. yeah, Jennifer Connelly and uh, Keeper Sutherland. I remember that. Did you like that? Were they were going to ask if you uh, like Keeper Sutherland so much? I I love Kiefer, but I wasn't crazy about that movie. I guess I, it was okay, too dark. I had a feeling. Too dark. It was noir. Yeah. And I like Jennifer Connelly as well. Um, but for some reason, that movie just didn't. I know a lot of people like it. I think it might have some decent ratings too. Did it depress think, you? No, it was just kind of a just dark and just sad atmosphere. Depressing atmosphere. No, it's just I didn't really care for the atmosphere. It was just because know, it, it looks depressing. It was just, it didn't click with me. Didn't it have something to do with like weird technology or something? Like it had that 40s, 50s feel. I don't even it, remember much about the premise. Simulated reality. Just like Okay. Ah. Malkovich, oh. Russian accent. Hmm. Okay, I might, you know, if, just, if I see it again, I'll have to look, look for that. <laughs> I like, Malkovich, I think he's just so like, I like him as an actor. I don't know. I kind of, he always kind of sounds weird anyway. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I probably didn't notice. I like John Malkovich too. Yeah. He's really good. Oh, and Tim, if you're still listening, Fallen came out in um, 1998. Denzel Washington, supernatural film. Mm. Interesting concept. That was a good one with John Goodman. Yeah. yeah, that's right. John Goodman. And uh, then there was, there's, because I, I remember Timothy, Timothy likes Fallen. And I remember he saw an actor from the movie at the gas station and I can't remember who the who the guy was but he saw him and he and he, he brought up the movie to him oh aren't you that guy from whatever I don't know if I'm quoting it exactly right and the, and the guy said to him oh man like that was ages ago <laughs> the movie was a long time ago I remember but, you uh, call, talking about that yeah oh and then then that same actor who played in Disturbia he's seen him a few times at the local Target Shia LaBeouf? No, not Shia. the the guy who the um the guy who plays the cop that goes in the house and gets killed. He also played a cop in a movie I recently saw called Cop Shop. He also got killed in there. <laughs> Poor guy. He just he doesn't survive long as a cop in these movies. Um, oh, Sean Bean. Yeah, right, right. He's our version of Sean Bean. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so no, go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. Am I going? Can I go? No, no. To, um, go ahead. I think Joe might be a fan. Half baked. I, I briefly mentioned it. Did you like half baked? Uh, I. It, it was okay. I'm not a huge fan. Oh, but Dave Chappelle. Jim Brewer and Dave Chappelle. Yeah. That's another yeah. one. I'm a, I'm a really big fan of that one. It's another stupid comedy, but it it's funny. I don't know. It maybe it's a little less funny today. I had seen it didn't not it, too long ago. Didn't it have a Stephen Wright was like a guy he that just slept, on, the slept on his couch? Yeah, he's always sleeping on the couch, yeah. Halfway through the movie, they realized neither of them knew who he was. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, they, they, both, they both thought he was the other guy's house guest. Yeah. And he was sleeping on the couch all the time. And then they both realized that neither of them knew who he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you seen the Have you seen the little promo thing for Dave Chappelle's new special? 
Yeah, with Morgan Freeman. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to <laughs> it. Funny. I love Dave Chappelle. It, it was funny. The way they did it was really funny because he's like narrating, you know, and you know how mm -hmm. Morgan Freeman has that voice. And yeah. and then all of a sudden Dave Chappelle's like, Well, you please shut up, Morgan Freeman. Oh, you see Morgan's yeah. right there in the car with him. He's like right next to him. Adam's <laughs> family reunion came out this so year. Oh, I, I didn't even write that one down. Who's Adam's family reunion? The second one? The sequel, yeah. Felt like there's nothing more to say about that the first one didn't have. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's some more interesting movies, the uh, psychological movies. Uh, Darren Aronofsky is a pretty uh, interesting artistic director. And I believe, if not his first movie, one of his first movies. It was his first movie, yeah. Uh, Pie, which is a really depressing, dark, cerebral movie. That a few moments stick with me in that because it's pretty original. Um, What's it called? Pi, P-I, like the number thing. Oh, I see here. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up. Oh. Oh. Pokemon, the first movie came out this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but did, did it, you guys see Simon or, or Joe? Do you guys see Pi? Oh. No, I, I, I have not. Yeah, I've seen it. It's a really good movie. I prefer oh. uh, Requiem for a Dream, though. It's a masterpiece. Oh, he did yeah. Requiem for a Dream? He's done a lot. I think he, he really is an amazing director. I, I wouldn't argue that um, Pi or Requiem especially is a masterpiece, but they're movies I saw once and that was enough for me because they are really depressing mm. movies. I almost prefer, uh, I don't know what, what you guys would think about it, um, but Simon, what do you think? Because you think those are so good. Man, The Fountain with Hugh Jackman. I don't know if you like that one at all. I love The Fountain. I thought it was disappointment. It yeah, was yeah. too much, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It was just the execution. It was a good idea, just per execution. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I really, I liked it, but it is, I can, it was a little much. But uh, yeah, Glenn, the, it had amazing car chases. I remember that, like, much, like top tier, top, better than you see in most mov most movies. Like, here's the car mm -hmm. chase. Ronan had really good car chases. I remember, like, there's tight, European roads, tight streets, with like dangerous, fast, high-speed turns, and really good, really good. Car Some of the best car chases are in Ronin, yeah. I might need to check that one out again. It's been at least 20 years since I've seen it, because I saw it not long after it came out, and only once. Pie, though, I always think of the ending. I don't know if it's spoiled. You guys think <laughs> you'll watch it, and I don't spoil it or anything. Well, what is the... What's it about? It's basically this reclusive mathematician. Okay. And uh, honestly, Simon could probably explain it better than me. I don't know if you want to. Oh, I've, I haven't watched it in like 20 years. but it's Yeah, I don't really remember it much either. Well, I remember it's, just... He, the only sorry. thing I remember is the mathematician looking for the sort of hidden mathematics in life and the universe. Yeah, he's like obsessive. Like an yeah. obsessive thinker. Regenius mind. OCD. What's the horror aspect? It's it's called a psychological horror. What's the horror aspect it's, of it? It's dark and depressing. Like he can't have positive relationships because he's so obsessed with this pointless shit. Ultimately, mm. and it's depressing at the end. Was well, can I say it? Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Joe says no. I'm okay. not gonna say it. Then. Don't okay. do it. It's, yeah, you message, might message it. me. You can email me about it at some point, um, Colin. It's just it's it stuck with me. 
it stuck with mm -hmm. me not in a good way but in a way that kind of there's what happens at the end and then there's what happens after that i'm trying to like say it for simon if simon remembers that kind of reflects on what had happened and it in a way that i thought was kind of moving and stuck with me but it's a dark and slow movie um, but very different, very written. Darren Aronofsky is, is, uh, he's one of a kind, you know, he's really, he's good. Um, Timothy Ronan came out in, in 98. That's why we've been talking about it a bit. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah Ronan's why cool. were, are you, are you going to buy that for our library? Maybe I can rewatch it there. Yeah, that's okay. a good, that's one to have in the library. It's a good one. Okay. Any other, like there's, I've got several other just to like mention, but I, I don't know that it's worth well, running. I mean, I was kind of surprised that the first Pokemon movie came out this year. I thought it came out like in 2000. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's, I mean, well, it may have came over here 2000, but I, I thought that's when it was released, but no. Oh, okay. This no. was like a year after it started the show. So that's interesting. So it was okay. That's what I thought because I thought we were talking about Pokemon recently. Well, yeah, the previous year. I didn't. Yeah, interesting. Did anybody see Soldier with Kurt Russell? No. Yeah. No. I think I did in the movies, but I don't remember like specifics about it. But I, I think I remember it was pretty good. Yeah, I remember enjoying it. I don't remember. Mm -hmm specifics as well except there was the guy him and then a, a woman and her son or something and i remember liking it and then i felt like the ending fell a little short like it just didn't it doesn't didn't feel i don't know complete almost anticlimactic in a way but i couldn't tell you how because i don't remember the details <laughs> yeah i really like uh, kurt russell so i could pretty yeah. much like him in anything same What's that, Simon? I was disappointed by it. Okay. Can't remember much about it either. Just remember being very disappointed. By the it is, end, however, in the same uh, universe as Blade Runner. Really? Mm -hmm. hmm. Wait, did Ridley Scott direct that too? No, it's just for in the development of the script. It somehow is related to Blade Runner. Okay. I think it maybe got oh. lost in the actual and movie, but we haven't even talked about this slappy in the stickers. What? I've never, is that, a, I don't I've never heard a joke of that. or just like a obscure kids movie. Right, I don't, I'm, I'm looking for it. Let's see. Well, There's a lot of 98 movies that I, don't I have see, never I don't heard see about. Any, I don't see this mentioned at all. So I don't know if that was really 98 or, or what. Yeah, the bread, so something like that. Um, yeah, I liked it up until the end and I was like, oh, well, oh. it just didn't, I don't know. Some of the, uh, there's a few I want to at least briefly mention, and one I actually have never seen. I've always said I'll get around to it, and I haven't. But Christopher Nolan's first movie, The Following, came out in '98, hmm. which I just saw on the list here, which I still have never seen because it was I think it was mm -hmm. kind of an independently funded, l low budget movie, and I don't know why I haven't seen it because I love Nolan, and he's pretty much knocked Wait, it out. Wait, what's of this part. about? Let's see how. Oh, I've never seen that. I thought his one of his well, I thought I thought um, Memento was his first movie. Memento was his kind of his, his second movie and his first breakout okay. movie. And I think the following, like I think it was an independent or a low budget movie. Like I don't think it didn't get a wide release. Okay, 
Memento was his first wide release, and then ever since then, all yeah. his movies have been wide release. We talked about both of those movies, yeah, and how they were twin movies. Did anyone see Snake Eyes? Yes. I Nicolas Cage? Yeah, that was, and you know, I did not realize it had been that long ago. Jeez. Uh, yeah. I saw it once. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't yeah. anything that blew me away. I feel like that's kind of how I thought. I think I, I liked it. I thought it, I liked it more than I thought it would. It was a little mm -hmm. more darker and had some good action than I, than I thought. And I, I enjoyed it. Um, Nicolas Cage. Uh, yes, it is the one that, that Norm Macdonald was in. Oh yeah. They've we talked were, about I that. I love Dirty yeah. Work. I love Dirty Work. It's probably my top three. Still a better, almost anything's a better love story than Twilight. Oh. <laughs> there was a movie called Twilight that came out not yet. Yeah, but that was uh that was Paul Newman, right? Yeah. And Reese Witherspoon. I saw that once. One time. Um okay, we talked about the Big Lebowski. Has anybody seen Mercury Rising? I think that was a Bruce Willis film. Couldn't tell you the details now. I think he isn't he protecting a kid in that movie? As, yeah, a kid, but I don't was he was the child like a, a prodigy or Something. I never saw it. I just remember he was trailer. like the key to something or whatever. Yeah, he was able to. He was an autistic kid who was able to decipher some code. Okay, I enjoyed it, but like a lot of films of this year, it it didn't was anything that was outstanding to me. And I can't find Slappy and the Stinkers on this list at all, so I don't. If know. you go to the the private chat. Oh. I always forget about that private chat. This was oh, actually no. pretty I'm good. Uh... Okay. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm the link. Like, what? I don't want to look at Slappy and the Stinkers. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It's not bad. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't know what. Oh, beating long. A group of young troublemakers try to help a sea lion escape to the ocean. Is that B.D. Wong, like in the Darker Strange? B.D. Wong. Benedict Wong? I don't know. Uh, no. No, that's the I, uh, no. Jurassic Park BD Wong. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I recognize his face. I've seen him in things before. Okay. I want to mention a, a, a European movie, which I haven't seen a lot. We mentioned the B-O-R-E-D. Yeah, yeah we, we talked about that. Um, but we watched this in film class in, in high school, actually. Uh, Run, Lola, Run. Oh, yeah. That's actually a pretty decent film. I remember when yeah. that came out. It's a cool movie. Yeah. It's a fun, like, it's fast-paced. Mm -hmm. Like, it's one, like, nonstop. Yeah, and it's very efficient with its yeah. time. It's not super long. Yeah. But it just tells a really interesting story. And the girl who plays in there is actually the girl that played in the uh, first two Jason Bourne movies. And really? I remember her because she reminds me of Katarina Vitt. <laughs> Just, I never, for, cool. I never forgot her. I bet yeah, that was Lola interesting. is why she got the Bourne movies because of Run, Lola, Run. Probably, yeah. She was like running the whole time practically. Yeah. It's a cool movie. It's there, I wish there were more movies yeah. like that, like fast-paced action mm -hmm. chase movies. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm glad I saw it because it's kind of – I don't see a lot of I, – I see probably more than the average film goer, but no, I don't really go out of my way to see foreign movies. Um, just if I hear about a really interesting plot, I'll seek it out. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's a good one that I'm glad I saw. I remember reading about it in the newspaper when it came out. 
And I was thinking, well, that's an interesting premise. And she was this girl. I think she had like flaming red hair. And but I was never really super interested to watch it until maybe a year or two ago. I finally saw it for the first time. Really? And I was, yeah, finally. And cool. I was impressed. I thought it was quite well done. That's so, cool. Took a while. Yeah, I'm glad you said it because actually I haven't seen it since that one time in high school. And it's like always, I just like stuff more back then. Yeah. No, I wasn't a harsh, as harsh of a judge. I'm mean, not even a harsh judge. I'm just more bored. I've seen everything now. Like, I've seen more. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I just remember being impressed by it. Yep. That's good. Worth a watch. It was a I pretty think. good year for video games. Oh, yeah. Each year that goes on, I'm sure I could probably go on a lot about 98. I was peak gaming years for me. Like, I know uh, the second Resident Evil game came out. Uh, you know what? I almost mentioned that <laughs> off topic. Um, Arturo, I know you love zombies. I just got Resident Evil 4 for Switch. Oh, I've never, nice. I've never played any of them. So I was wondering, oh. did you play them? I've all, It's funny. I've played only, like, four. I'm playing oh. the original first one. I was playing five. I, I kind of jumped everywhere. Technically, the only one I beat all the way was the fourth game. <laughs> and you, really you liked it, right? Mm-hmm. Is yeah, that the one that takes place in Spain? Yeah. In the village? You know, yeah. The yeah, villagers. and they keep throwing out all these Spanish phrases. It's fun. I just started the other night. I'm like three nights in. I only played at night when it started. It's really good. Oh, <laughs> so you can get effectively creeped out, huh? My heart racing, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, it never really like they say it's a scary game, but I never could get scared. It's like there's a few times I get my heart rate. There are a few times when it just feels like they're well, surrounding you, you. It's, especially the chainsaw guy. Yes, dude. It's a one kill if he gets close. <laughs> yes, and he takes a lot of hit. You just have to run from him. Run. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's like. It's like Michael Myers, mom. Yeah, I was run. I was almost ready to say that, but I'm like, I'm not going to bring him up again. But yeah, like <laughs> that's waiting. all I want to do. Is all I want to do is run. I was waiting for Joe to get back because there's at least one He's movie back. I want to mention. Um, basketball. Did you ever watch Basketball with Trey Parker and Matt Stone? Yeah. Did you yeah. Like it, was, it was good. Yeah. Funny. I really like that one. I, was that animated the, as well? No, it's a live action. So they star in it. Oh, they baseball. Act in it. Uh, I don't know if they wrote it. They probably. Oh my it. gosh. The poster for this movie. I'm holding up the, yeah, the giant balls. It's classic. <laughs> man, it kind of, it, it's just classic dumb juvenile. I mean, not juvenile, but like classic dumb comedy. And it just makes me laugh. It's dumb comedy that makes me laugh. Just It's in the vein of a lot of those others. That's what I was thinking, 98. Really, for me, it's the year of comedy because Big Lebowski is my favorite, and that's kind of a, like I said, more of a no, more of a movie than a dumb comedy. But then all these others like Dirty Work, Half Baked, um, the one I was just talking about. Um, there's something yeah. about Mary, basketball. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Night at the Roxbury. Do you remember that? Night at the Roxbury. I couldn't. I did see. I don't. Some about Chris Kattan. I couldn't put up with him. For very long, <laughs> I just didn't like Chris Kattan. Um, but yeah, that's loyal, loyalty to Norm. Is you know, he in that one? No, but Norm hated uh, Chris Kattan when they he were on did. SNL. I <laughs> yeah. Really? Actually, I think I remember him. I don't know if I remember that. 
No, that's I. But there's something about it, you know. It's like you just have a gut instinct. Like I don't like that guy. It's like <laughs> so. I just I believe it. Yeah. Anyone seen very bad things? Oh, that sounds familiar. No, I don't think so. No. Hold on, I, I'm going to go down and look and see because that sounds familiar. But it's kind of like that's... a uh, black comedy version of a Hangover. Oh, John Favreau. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Christian Slater, Daniel Stern. Yeah. Jeremy Piven. Cameron Diaz. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that sounds super familiar. But They have a bachelor party in Vegas, and during that party, accidentally kill a prostitute. Oh, gosh. And oh. then their friendships just kind of explode as they turn on each other. Oh, That's you know, I might have huh, seen really? it. It's called, it's, it's described as a black comedy. <laughs> okay. You like that one, Simon? Yeah, it, it's not the greatest movie, but it was a lot of fun. I haven't seen it. Wow. It's good. Oh, shit, I just saw, in the vein of dumb comedies, Chris Farley's last movie came out, Almost Heroes, where they do, like, Lewis and Clark. And I kind of remember that, yeah. Honestly, it's it's like a dumb, bad movie, but I love Chris Farley. Anytime Chris Farley's on screen, I'm happy. I'm happy to watch it. Um, so that one is, like... Uh, it was a box office bomb, and it's like not a great movie, but it's actually going to be in my top three. I like it that much. Nice. Oh wow, Chris Farley's so good. He's so fucking. Good. <laughs> Even uh, I really also like Matthew Perry in that. It's like the straight guy kind of. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was in there. Um, yeah. He's like the yeah. They're like William and Clark. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lewis, Lewis and Clark. Lewis and Clark. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, uh, but um, the guys behind that were, were like the uh, Spinal Tap guys, like uh, uh, Christopher Guest, I think, directed it. Really? Yeah, it was written by, um, I want to say he, he co-wrote it, but it, it had some, some uh, talented, yeah, like talented uh, writers and producers or something, huh. but um, I don't know. I, I mean, it wasn't a hit. It wasn't like a box office hit, but it's so like, it's just so obnoxious. Like, like how Matthew Perry's character is like, uh, he just doesn't belong out, out, you know, exploring at all. He's like really fancy and yeah, just doesn't fit in with like Chris Varley um, but yeah, I, 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 like I, I city slickers. It's hilarious. Like there's a scene where the guy who played blue in, uh, I think it was him. The guy that played blue in, um, uh, old school was like, you know, real old man, the old actor guy. And he's, he is, they're about to launch, uh, up the, up the Missouri river in St. Louis up the Missouri and uh, he wants to join them to go explore the West. And he, this is like a 90 year old man and he's not going to help them in any way. And they're telling him like, no, we only have so much room on the boats. Uh, we can't take you. And he's, he's just selling them on like, I, I'll be able to help you guys and all this. Mm -hmm. So they finally say, um, you're t they're, they're like, you're too old. You're too old. They finally say, all right, you can join us. And they go, go start by 
bringing the luggage onto the boats. And he's like, uh, can't, I'm an old man. And he just turns around and walks away. <laughs> like, it's like a, like a minute long scene where he's trying to, you know, explain to these guys. I don't know. It's just funny. I, I, I love like one liners like that. Yeah, that's good. They, they do this really long setup and then it's just like, he's like, I can't do it. I'm too <laughs> Uh, like a norm bit where it's just all yeah, this we just telling you that. there's no punchline here and, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um no terry we have not talked about city of angels i completely forgot that this was a 98 movie nick cage Goo -goo, and Goo -goo dolls. Meg ryan that's another one where i just think of the song that was on all the time <clears throat> that song was so freaking popular yeah like and then those guys like yeah, they like disappeared. Like I thought those guys were gonna be big because Google. that song. Oh, they're not around anymore. I don't I think know. They are, but it's one they're of those things not... where you, like you look up a band. Like, are they still around? Like, yeah, they're still doing shows, and you're like, man, I feel like if it's still making them happy, it seems almost sad. Like, are people still going to Goo Goo Dolls shows? Like, what's it like if they're like? Goo Goo Dolls are playing, like, 10 people show up. Like, <laughs> we were so big 20 years ago. Like, I don't, but if they're happy, you know, I don't know. Or, or am I wrong and there's, like, a thousand people going to the Goo Goo Dolls? You know, show. there might I'm be sure sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sometimes just because groups get ignored by the masses, they can still, they still be very lot. popular. Like, yeah. Aha is an example of that. They still millions of records. They still got a couple thousand. Mm -hmm. Didn't people. they have any albums that came out in 98? Mom. Uh, who, aha, uh -huh. I don't uh -huh. think so, because I, I don't think that they were together at that point. They got back together, like, in 2000. I forgot about The Lost in Space. I don't think I ever saw that movie. That actually has Gary Oldman in it. Now I'm a really little curious. Like, was, that wasn't 98, was it? It was? Yeah, yeah, it was. Have you ever I, talked about it? No, I really we didn't. Liked it. I, that was I another Gary Oldman, to, yeah. Yeah, Gary Oldman, William Hurt, Mimi Rogers, Matt LeBlanc. There, I really yeah. liked it. I mean... When I saw it at the, in 98, when I was 13, I thought the special effects were good, and I thought it was a good movie. Not a great movie, but I thought it was pretty sweet. Mm. I can't believe I overlooked that one. And yeah, yeah Gary I, Oldman killed it again. I, the, he, he, it would be the draw for me to watch that film, just because yeah. I, I like him so much. The recent Lost in Space TV show is actually pretty good. I think it's Netflix. Does it get maybe good? Because I feel like I it started remember. out kind of weak. If it's Netflix, maybe it is. I feel like I watched the first one or two, and I was like, I don't think I want to keep watching it. But I don't know if that was just me. I thought, it, if you if you say it gets uh, good, I might go back to it. How many seasons is it? Is I it think just... it's two or three. Ugh. I'll check. Okay. And is it done, or is it still happening? Still happening. It's still happening. Okay. It's happening. <laughs> um, any other films? Because I, I really, I still still got nothing. Well, there are still more, but I'm, I'm not. We've already gone on about this. We, we haven't talked about the, our We top got three. through the bigger ones. Yeah. Yeah. Did we want to go over our top three now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to look at what they are. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out mine. Oh, and there's a yeah, movie. Yeah, that... I've got a few, but. I might actually put it on my top three. I forgot to mention it, but it might be, I'll mention, it might be number three. Maybe an honorable mention if you don't want to yeah. boot one of the other ones. Yeah. Then we could talk about it. 
Yeah. Okay. So who wants to go first? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Want to go? Um, so mine are all all happen to be comedies this year, but uh, I think I've already said them all. But Wedding yeah. Singer, Something About Mary, and Almost Heroes. Yeah. Nice. Very good list. I agree. It's the year of the comedy because I I have like almost all comedy too, and it's they're all like different ones, and I still like all the ones you mentioned too. So I, I feel like this is for me. This is the comedy year, of if any year is going to be. Mm. Yeah, there are a lot. Oh, I had forgotten Hope Floats was from 98. Wow, geez, that movie's old. Well, I'll go next so I can just waste everyone's time with a couple more brief shout-outs that wouldn't be honorable mentions. But, uh, <laughs> but I think someone mentioned in the chat, too. Pleasantville, I really enjoyed at the time. Mm. And I don't know if it's another twin. I, it's not a twin movie, but it's similar, which is Blast from the Past with uh, Brendan Fraser. It's another just, oh, like, enjoyable, feel-good movie. And he's a really likable lead. Um, and that was like a perfect movie for him. Did that have Alicia Silverstone in it too? Oh, you know what? I think that sounds right. I can't say Blast, for sure, Blast from that, the Past? I think so. I think like he met her in the future. Yeah. But yeah I don't think I ever saw that. I just saw it here. Yeah. Pleasant yeah. Was a, that was a pretty, pretty big, like popular movie when it came out. And then like, I haven't really heard about it in so long. I was just yeah. looking at the list today, and I was like, oh, yeah, Pleasantville. I mean, that was Tobey Maguire, right? Yeah, Tobey Maguire. Maguire, Reese Witherspoon, and I don't remember Reese who else. And it was in black and white. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like a pretty big deal. It was deal. black and white, and then it became color. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was a good movie. It's a feel-good movie, but I, it's a good one. That's a good top three, Glenn. Um, yeah, Fear and Loathing is awesome. And the Truman Show is another, it's a really good movie. It's it was really memorable, um, mm -hmm. likable movie. I liked it a lot. A little yeah. disturbing in some ways. It was, and yeah, definitely <laughs> disturbing. It, it feels like it's more relevant now with like For sure. how the world is. Because remember how his wife would like, uh, he'd be talking to her and then she would start she would break into like a commercial for a product and yeah. start yep. really weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So <laughs> oh, that's when, another Laura Linney. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you watch like YouTubers now, when they get big, you start seeing them doing that. And it's like, okay, this is so obviously <laughs> yeah. not, you know, you, you're getting yeah. paid for this. Um, even when they say like, this is not a promotion, you can tell the effort that they put into it is like, you're being paid to like sell this product, which is cool. But I'm just saying it's that movie, you know, is, is so much more relevant really now than it was in 98. Yeah, for sure. Strangely enough. For sure. I, yeah, yeah, I agree. That's a guy. I like that list there as well. Um, those are all thought provoking films. Yeah. <laughs> so it's your guilty pleasure, Terry. All right, but you you've told us all now, so honestly, I like I don't know if I want to. I've talked a lot, you guys. I'm sorry. Well, you, well, Thin Red Line's got to be in your top three, right? Yeah, yeah I'd be surprised oh, yeah. if it's not, Colin. Absolutely, Thin Red Line's <laughs> like it's it's only not number one. It might be number one in a in a serious world, but in the real world, Big Lebowski's number one, and then Thin mm. Red Line's got to be number two. 
And then, honestly, I can't even pick a number three because, well, it's just like those two are so far above whatever three would be. Three would probably be something like Dirty Work, like just a fun, dumb comedy that I could watch again and again. Um, but there's a lot of other, like, okay, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, like, would mm-hmm. be in the top right. five, almost top three. Um, there's a, I feel like there's a number of movies I really like from 98, and then, like, two that I absolutely love. So it is a really good year, I'd say. Um, oh, the one movie that I was going to say, the honorable mention, that another one that almost might, if I had to say it right now, it might be the third pick. You've got me <laughs> no, but weirdly, none of us brought it up. But I may be uh, yeah, the I know. I, I wrote it on on the list of mentions, but it just never. Oh, not you've got mail. I, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Weirdly, no not, one brought up Rushmore. Not, maybe because I'm the biggest Wes Anderson fan. But Rushmore, I remember seeing it and being Rushmore? like really hooked. Bill, Bill Murray and Jason Schwartzman, and it's really kind of like how. Memento, it's kind of Wes Anderson's first movie the way Memento was Nolan's first movie because really Bottle Rocket was his first movie. It was just a little bit smaller scope. It, it felt more Wes Anderson, though. It did feel Wes Anderson. But anyways, Rushmore's a great movie, and it got me hooked on Wes Anderson right off the bat, and I've never stopped being a huge fan of Wes Anderson, and this movie's a big reason why. I think it's just a really interesting movie with it's it's so different and funny and qu- quirky is a great way to describe it. Right. I understand it. And also just his framing of the shots. You know, he puts so much uh, care and you know planning into how it all looks. That it, he's not just like let's get it done, let's get our paycheck, let's get the shot done. Like mm-hmm. every single shot of every single one of his movies, he's like it's gonna look like this. And I re- I really like him and I. For that reason, I think Rushmore is a, is a great movie. So that almost might have to be top three. But like, is it like Dirty Work? Is a, is a, I could always watch that too. So I'll I'll stop now. <laughs> it's okay. No, I I vaguely remember the title of Rushmore being attached to Bill Murray's name, but I've never I've never seen it. I think There's it's a lot of films on worth here. a watch. But again, I don't know if you already have an opinion of Wes Anderson and you're not a big fan, it's not going to change your mind but yeah. if you like Wes Anderson I'm sure you would like it. I don't I don't know what has he done I mean he's done some I think we talked about before like he did the one we were I talking think we about have... the uh with Royal the Tenenbaums. Royal Tenenbaums is my favorite movie he's done um came out in 2000 I think but what oh, was he did one? Moonrise Kingdom the Grand Budapest Moonrise Hotel. Kingdom and the Grand Budapest Hotel those were two of his real big recent like last decade movies Okay. Mr. Fox, I think. Yeah, I was just Mr. seeing that. Isle Isle of Dogs. <laughs> the Isle of Dogs. Okay. I think that's his worst movie. I saw that. Really? I was not impressed. It, I think it lacked all the charm of all hmm. every other one of his movies has. It's the only movie I don't care to ever watch again. Oh year. wow! Okay. Um, I don't know why, and I don't know. It wasn't the animation because I thought Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, we did the Life Aquatic. Cool. Life Aquatic, Steve okay. Sissou, Bill Murray, um, yeah. the Darjeeling Limited, um, so many movies. But I think World Tenenbaum, <laughs> Grand Budapest Hotel is. is it's just because the first name, I guess. Craven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Wes Craven. Yeah. 
I think he's okay. one of the best working directors of, of this gener of my generation or this, you know, the one above me. Um, yeah. So Rushmore, if you like him, it's I think it's worthwhile even if you're not sure about him. I think it's a good movie to like see if you like his style. I think it's one of his definitely his top five best movies. I think the Grand Budapest Hotel was is was one that we talked about before. Oh, that's, the one, yeah, that's the director yeah, you're talking about. The European, yeah. like the European time. It's in a hotel kind of a, and in a hotel. Got the guy that played Lord Voldemort. Ralph Fiennes. Yeah. Is it yeah. Ralph? Ralph yeah, Fiennes. Yeah, Ralph Fiennes. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of his top five movies too. That's really good, and it's that's a perfect example of what kind of movie he makes. He he is unusual. Like yeah. his style is is distinct. Yeah. Yeah. From what I remember. Um, so who wants to go next? It's Arturo Simon and me. Mm, I mean, guys... I'll go next. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, Simon could go Simon. first. I'm still trying to figure it out. You're still thinking? You haven't seen a ton <laughs> from 98. I have either, a few so... honorable mentions. Some are childhood memories, honorable mentions. Okay. And the rest. Okay. Is... Wait, do I go or does Simon go? I was waiting for Simon said he would go next. I'll go. Um, all mine have been thoroughly discussed. Um, okay. The Big Lebowski, Lockstock, and American History X. Okay. Nice. Very good. Yep. Love that it's list. an eclectic list. What about? I haven't seen Lockstock yet, so I can't put it on my list. But if I had seen it, it might, might would end up on my list it for might, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just I'm really into Guy Ritchie. I I like. I dig his style a lot, but yeah. I am just mad at myself for forgetting to watch that. How dare you? How, How dare I mean, I know. Do you uh, want to go or do you want me to go next? If you're still I guess thinking. I can go. I mean, to be honest, the, the list can actually shift around if I wanted to. Yeah, because you don't feel I guess childhood memory, honorable mention, would would be po the Pokemon movie because I used to watch that a lot. Oh, I thought you were going to say Rugrats. Well, yeah, okay, that would be another one too. Um, then the other two on no, uh, maybe three. Yeah, the Scooby Doo zombie movie, and then there was U.S. Marshals, and oh, yeah, then yeah. Halloween, and H2O. Yeah, H2O. H2O. Yeah. So this list could be switched around. So number three could be Rush Hour. Number two would be Blade, <laughs> and number one would be Saving Private Ryan. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me that Saving Private Ryan made number one for you. So Arturo, my list is almost exactly the same as yours. The bottom two are exactly the same: Blade and Rush Hour. Ah. And so Except number one, of course, number one is, is Halloween. H2O. Yeah. 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 Nice. But I, I really I, like. I don't feel super strongly about this year, so it was really hard to pick a number three because I was just like. I like the Rush films I saw, but I'm not super through. So I just picked Rush Hour 3. I mean, Rush That's Hour, sorry. Much. Rush Hour. I feel like it we is, didn't talk about it much, fun. but it's a great movie. It, yeah, it was really good because I liked... So what made it so fun for me was the the um, cultural yeah. things yeah, that they had I to work can. out. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I remember that song. That 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 war song. What it isn't good yeah. for? Whoa. Absolutely nothing. Jackie Chan. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. And just and and how he was uh, Chris uh, Chris Tucker. Was like you, under you understand the words, the words that are coming, that are coming out of my mouth. 
And then he was like talking about how he was like cousins with the with the with the white guy at the beginning, like cousins with him or something like that. I would have like, forgot before, about that part before that whole thing started, where he was shooting at the car and it blew up the car. Where he blew up the like, car and then he does a little Michael Jackson. Yeah, he was move. doing the dance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a fun movie. It was. <laughs> It is really good. Like that would man. There's a, a number of movies. Like I could almost do a top ten. And Tucker, Tucker, he's. I would would you guys say Tucker was like kind of the star of that that movie? I don't. That's like, a, I don't. I don't. Or, I couldn't pick. I mean, Tucker definitely kind of has more like charisma and on-screen presence, but no one can do that. Those stunts that Jackie oh, Chan does. Oh yeah. Like yeah, okay, like, Tucker's more it. the co- comedic side. He's the comic Chan, relief. And, right. and he's more of he the plays the guy. silly American cop, right. is what he plays. And Jackie Chan is more yeah. of the action guy, for sure. For sure, he's more serious yeah. as well. Jackie Chan's more serious and very yeah. deadpan delivery <laughs> with a lot of his lines. I remember yeah, I mean, he speaks English, but I don't, you know, he's not a natural. Like he doesn't have the natural fast rhythm with with mm. the English language. I right. remember, um, like well, that he, he acts like he can't he. In the beginning, he doesn't even reveal that he can speak English. Chris Tucker doesn't think yeah. he can speak English. Yeah. Sorry, Arturo, go ahead. Always, like the funny, I think the like my uh, favorite scene in the movie was whenever they're at that place and there's like that shootout and they're fighting the guys and then he either Chan accidentally hits Tucker's character and he just they just fall down the steps <laughs> and he's like, "Wow, hey." <laughs> I love the bloopers because they show bloopers. Oh yeah, the and, director and the, too. Yeah, the way them. he was like trying to like show how it should be done, he was he did something like like that, like running. I just I forgot who even directed that. Oh, Brett Ratner. Oh, Brett, Brett Ratner. Ratner. Oh, he's the dude who did X Men Three. Yeah, yeah he's no. kind of a shitty director, from what I know. But that's probably his yeah. best movie because that's yeah, movie. yeah, most yeah, probably. Oh wow, I completely forgot that was him. Wow. But yeah, yeah, so he was friends with Michael Jackson after that because um, he had to ask permission. When, oh, because, because right, Tucker because just there's did a... it. He just he was improving. Oh, really? Yeah, so like, that was not permission. part of the script. He just did it. That's funny. And so I've seen I've seen video of Brett and Michael together, like in a car, doing like some dancing or singing or something. So I I'd forgotten that they were friends with each other, but I didn't realize that was. Um, what brought them in contact was, hey, can I uh, please use this little bit of your music here in my movie? Because so-and-so did the dance. Well, one of the main things I remember about Brett Ratner is when when the third X-Men movie came out, have you guys ever heard of that that show that uh, Ashton Kutcher did called, uh, was it Punked? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he, he did it. He, he punked, uh, Brett Ratner punked Hugh Jackman. And I thought that episode was really funny because he the premise was uh, he brought Hugh Jackman to his house to show off his nice house. And he's like going on and on about his nice house. And he shows them like these nice paintings or something like that. These originals or they, these great. And so he does something to make Hugh Jackman think that he has burned or caught his house on fire. Oh, yeah. Because they go away and they come back and the house is supposedly on fire. And yeah. Hugh Jackman is getting in. And Hugh Jackman thinks that he, he left, like, the grill on. They they make him think that, the, oh, you know, That's oh, did you turn that? And he, he, was, he was 
Like he was like drinking water. Just there's this one part of him drinking water, and he was like, That's you almost could tell. Too he far. was so scared. That's almost so too. Scared. I'd have to see that. Like, his eyes were like he's like drinking water, and you can tell it was like a very nervous drink of water. And he was taking out a water bottle. Oh. It was so funny. I don't know. I got the biggest kick out of that. You can just see the terror on his face. Yeah, he poor, poor Hugh Jackman. Poor Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I don't know the story on that, but it's like, did he have like family or pets there? Because someone made me think like. No, like, I I, I think what danger. he no, I don't think it was that he was afraid that he had physically hurt anybody. I think it was he was afraid he had caused this extensive property damage and ruined these nice expensive paintings or something that was in okay. there. You know, I, it wasn't it wasn't yeah. that, but he was still you know. I mean, can you imagine thinking that you'd burn somebody's house down? Uh, to me, fire is like, fire, it, I don't know how to make fire funny. Fire, like, you gotta be careful. <laughs> like, that is some serious shit. Like, Well, they didn't really. They just made him think that. They, they didn't okay. They didn't really catch anything on fire. Because okay, he couldn't, not, he couldn't see. I'm over-imagining this shit. When they came up to the place, because they left, and they came back. And when they came back, they had, like, the entrance to the driveway was cordoned off or something and they had the so all he could see was like in the background behind the trees or something he's it looked like a house Smoke. was on fire but it was no just fire. they i think it was just special effects stuff weren't the yeah. firefighters so he, all on board with that the too. firefighter yeah they were <laughs> some people there's some people that like they're like no we're just joking and they're like I'm not in a joking mood now. I know. <laughs> like, he was in his case, he was very relieved that it okay, was just yeah. a joke. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. I'll try to remember to find that. I, I think I downloaded that clip and, and kept it because I thought it was so funny. I'll try to see if I can find it. Maybe email it to you or something. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. I like you. But joking. that's what I remember of Brett Brett Ratner. Yeah, I like him too. So, so I guess we okay, can move well, on to the shows. Probably a little bit. We've gone on for almost three hours already. Holy so crap. I oh. know. I need to text you oh. break, so don't talk about a Cowboy Bebop, please. I, I was just oh. getting ready to say it. Go ahead. I'll be right no, back. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I'm I probably have Cowboy Bebop right here. <laughs> Are you leaving, Joe? Yeah, you I'm probably going to take up. It's fine. Sure. It's nice yeah. talking with you. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Have a good yeah. week. You too. Bye-bye, guys. Thanks. See you next Bye. time, Joe. Oh, I didn't realize uh, Sex in the City show? came out in that 98. Oh, yeah, that has Ashton Kutcher in it, speaking of. H. And Charmed and Dawson's yeah. Creek. Whose line is King it anyway? Queens, Will and Grace. Wow, there was a lot of shows that came out. An anime called Serial Experiments Lane. I've heard about that. And you King would notice that. King of Queens. I didn't the know Powerpuff Girls. Wait, the Powerpuff Girls? Yeah, and the Wild Thornberries. Really? Yeah, Trigun. Yeah, Trigun. Dang. There were several. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop. Interesting. That started that year. Trigun. Oh, Roly Poly Oly used to watch that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Trigun. Outlaw Star. These are like the three kind of like, um, oh. what do you call, space western type feel. Yeah. Those three. Obviously, I haven't the, seen Outlaw Star, but I have seen the other two. No, I haven't seen, seen Trigun. That's the only I've one. I've seen you, Trigun. Yeah. Yep. I don't know whether Trigun. or not you want to watch the original Cowboy Bebop before you watch the Netflix one. Uh, 
know. For some reason, I've I've heard so many good. Uh, well, let's not talk about Cowboy Bebop too much until until Colin comes back. Yeah, because I know then he, I, he wants to I've been I recently <laughs> finished the first season since the first season came out in '98. Sor Sorcerer Stabber Orphan. Is it any good? I mean, I like the first season. The second season, not that great. Really. Yeah, like okay. I was like looking forward to watching the second season, but once the first episode ended, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, no. no like, they, like the only decent one was the first season, and then they actually rebooted it um, again recently. I wonder if that year. version's any better. Well, Matt Air was telling me that there's a bit of there's a few issues with it. To be honest, it's got a lower rating than this one. To be honest, but I'm still, I still want to, I still want to watch it. And what's cool is that, see, they, when they dubbed this, this was like what 2001, and they got the same guy at least <laughs> to come back to do the main oh. character. Yeah, for the oh, new that's one. Cool. So, that's cool. That's cool. You've you've actually heard him, mom. He he Who is was he? in a comic got kill. Uh, was, but what I know the character. But I remember the character. He had blue hair. Oh, I know. Was he one of the people of the the what was the group? The, the other side. Oh, not, he was one of the bad Ray, guys. The other side. Well, yeah, but he well he wasn't really that bad. I don't remember his character. He had like a blue coat, blue blue hair. I'm pretty sure you've heard him on in other things too. Probably. Yeah, he. I think it's pretty good. At least the first season. Um, what else? Oh, um, Glenn, wasn't that, that whose line is it anyway? Wasn't that Drew Care a uh, Drew Carey? Like an improv mm -hmm. type of thing? Okay, I only saw bits and pieces. Oh, was he? It was actually was a British he? show. It started in the eighties in the UK. Of course, and then we we took it and used yep. it over here. Yeah. We tend to do that a lot. It's all the same uh, performers as to Colin Mockery and Ryan Stiles. They were They were in the American version too? They were in the American and British version, yeah. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. The new Adams family. I don't know what that is. I don't remember that at all, but You know what else? Young Hercules, started? I don't remember that at all. I'm trying to look this up. Bob the Builder started this year. Oh gosh, really? Bob the Bill, cat and dog, cat and dog. Oh jeez. Um, Bubblegum Crisis. Tokyo, oh. 2040. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> he was very young. That only lasted for I think one season. It didn't get great ratings. What the Hercules animated one? No, it was a live action. There was a Hercules. Was a live action. Uh, yeah. Okay, Colin. Oh, we right. waited. We I'm we sorry. waited to not oh, say yeah, anything no, about. I don't no, want to no, no, no. We we were talking about other stuff, but we well, started I to did, we started to veer into Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop, Bebop, and then I, I Oh, you want to talk about Bebop? Cool. One, well, one. You, you, I was hoping you that Glenn to... was still here because Joe left, and I wanted to do a quick shout out to the only other TV show I care about from '98 because it's yeah. a, a silly, dumb comedy. Um, but it's called Upright Citizens Brigade, and it was on Comedy Central following South Park back in the day. Oh, really? 
and it would be every night, like Wednesday night, watch South Park and Upright Citizens Brigade, and Thursday at lunch, me and my friends would just be quoting the shows. For that was like for you know two years almost a routine in junior high, and it I think that show holds up. I think it's one of the great sketch comedy shows. It's only like two or three seasons long, but if you can track it down on a some site, um, Upright Citizens Brigade is a really really funny show, and it's actually all it's four main comedians, and Amy Poehler is the one female. I was sure all of them were going to be huge, but and Amy Poehler be, ended up being the one. But I think all three of them you'd probably recognize from just random small roles in comedies in the last 20 years. Um, and also, I don't know if you guys know, but the Upright Citizens Brigade is a big improv group in New York City. And they had a, um, they had a, a branch open in L.A. And it's just it, a lot of good comedians come up through them. They're an improv, you know, comedy scene. And they, I actually got to go to the UCB Theater in L.A. because there was one close to my house. And... I saw a lot of good comedians there, and you know, I saw like Sarah Silverman. I saw, I saw one of the use the original four from the show perform there. So that was really that was cool. So um, just shout out to UCB if you like comedy, that is a hundred percent worth looking up. Upright Citizens Brigade um, sketch. But, and that was a show in '98 as well. Yeah, it was a, a TV show, a sketch comedy TV show. Whereas those four would just always play different characters and sketches. Okay. And, like I, it's it's one of my all-time favorite sketch. It's t top three sketch comedy. For me. It'd probably be higher if there's more seasons. I think there's two, maybe three seasons. Has anybody yeah, here of know of Card Captor Sakura? It used to be on Cartoon Network. Mm -mm. No. Nobody. Did did you did you know it? No, I actually missed I out on it. I but I was okay. interested to watch it. Okay, you were wanting to talk about Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. Oh, before that, Colin, have you ever watched this show, Outlaw Star? No, I've never heard of it. I don't know much about anime. We're, even though Bebop is my favorite thing ever by far. You've seen time, Trigun, though. I've seen Trigun. I've seen a handful, but it, a lot of them I'll start up and watch an episode or two and just not be kind of. And at this yeah. point now, there's so many more anime than there was. Oh, yeah. Like, to be honest, the anime right. industry's kind of just taken over. It a exploded. Yeah. Especially in my day, it was around. I feel like in my day, there was maybe, like, five anime shows people knew about or that you could have access to watch. Maybe yeah, five or ten. And, you know, and the big ones, like Dragon Ball Z, Cowboy Bebop, and shit like that. And now there's, like, hundreds. And now they've got, like, streaming services almost dedicated like millions to anime. Of it. Yeah, millions a lot. It's, it is almost too much to choose from, honestly. Cowboy Bebop. But Bebop. I, yeah, I have the complete series, yeah. I feel like the story for Cowboy Bebop, mm -hmm. like, I feel like that's kind of like a second thing. It's more of characters than anything. Yeah. Like, you just get to know the characters and what they do. Yeah, pretty much. Which is probably more of the strength of the, of the show. Yeah. I've heard people compare it to Firefly. I think Actually, Firefly, I don't know for sure. I've watched a little Firefly. People compare this to Fire uh, Firefly. Oh, Outlaw Star? Because, he, yeah, he, the guy, the main guy here, he finds her in a box, kind of similar to Firefly. No. Mm -hmm. oh, and there's a guy that he runs into or meets or that, you know, needs help. It's kind of the same thing with the Firefly. 
I think Firefly just felt. I don't know if he'd seen Bebop, if it just was a coincidence, or if it was he was ripping it off somehow, or trying inspired by to do something similar. I could um, share a comparison mm-hmm. because there's a comparison between this and Firefly. I didn't want to watch it though because I might want to watch Firefly at some point because it, they oh, there's spoilers. Spoilers. There's spoilers. Yeah, but I don't think it's worth it. Honestly, I mean. I don't think it's nearly on, and maybe it's because it's live action. It was harder to execute the vision. Um, so I don't know. I haven't really seen it all. I just felt like I gave it a shot, and I was just like, eh. Like it felt like it was trying to be what Cowboy Bebop already oh, is. Oh, see, I'd never, I've never seen Cowboy Bebop. So when I saw Firefly, it was completely unique to me. Yeah. And I watched the whole first season. And, well, there's only one season, and I enjoyed it a lot. And then okay. Serenity, of course, saw Serenity, but I had seen a movie trailer for Serenity uh, in the theater, and I was like, "Well, this looks kind of weird," and I don't know, never heard of this. I had no idea it was a movie wrap up to the Firefly yeah. series that that the fans had been clamoring for, and so finally it was done. And then, of course, I watched it. I thought it was, I thought it was good, but. I didn't see it as a ripoff of anything because I'd never been exposed to anything like that. Well, so I, I wasn't aware I, there were parallels. Neither did I until I, until I saw that like video of the compare. And then there's pictures too, kind of showing like the similarities. Oh, well. Yeah, I got I got into Cowboy Bebop. They used to play it on Adult Swim, and I just started watching it. And I was just it was also like the first year of me getting high, and so it was like <laughs> extra mind blowing. You know, I'd get really high and be like, holy shit. And maybe that's part of it, you know, just... But I've rewatched it a lot of times. I think it holds up. It um, has aired so many times. I remember when it was airing so many times. Yeah. It was like... I mean, it just... It speaks to my heart like nothing else does. Like, I, like I've like i said it before, Cowboy Bebop is just... I put it above any other TV show or movie that I've seen because of how it's just... The style and the tone of it is perfect for me. It's exactly There's- what I like. There's mm-hmm. pop culture references in it. Yeah. And it, um, it's I, more like, it, it's cool, it's action, it's music. I heard it described by the creators. There, there's even a quote they use in the show all the time. Like, the genre which will become known, the work that will become known as its own genre will be called Cowboy Bebop. And it's just super cool. Mm-hmm. And it's just, someone described it as, like, Star Wars is a space opera. Cowboy Bebop is space jazz. Where it's not oh. about this grand, dramatic, uh, epic story. It's yeah. just like freestyle and improv and change yeah. and coolness. And That's basically what it was, yeah. Yeah. And the so there's not a running theme? Well, there is. There is. Like, yeah, there is. Once in a while, there'll be like an episode that goes like that comes back around like with uh, the main character. Like, there's like a past. there is a. Like here, my only issue is the villain. He only comes off and on. Like that was kind of my. I believe issue five with episodes that have vicious, who's the villain, and yeah. and it deals with Spike's past. And there's a so there's a, a, a mini arc that they address, and I believe it's five episodes. It's only 24, 26 episodes long, the whole series. Yeah. And the the vicious episodes is a, like a five episode arc that they pepper in throughout the twenty six episodes. And the final two are the vicious arc, and it resolves the whole series and that arc. And so, besides the final two, there's only three episodes. But so, yeah, it is like a sub plot that they kind of touch on early and resolve at the end, which deals with Spike in the past and the 
Vicious, the antagonist. But it's not like you don't have to care about that or know about that to enjoy the series. That's why it, other than those five episodes, they don't really touch on it that much, maybe a little bit, but it's mostly almost all standalone episodes and it's meant yeah, to be. It, they're trying way. to make money basically because they're, yeah. they're, they're supposed to be bounty hunters. Yeah. Well, did you, yeah, do you get the sense that since the, since the antagonist is only in a handful of episodes, if that you get the sense that, maybe it just feels like a little shocking the way things are are done because he's only around a little bit then he shows up and then this ending happens and then that's it you feel like maybe he should have been spread throughout a little bit more that was like my thing i felt like he could have been around a little more yeah because i feel like just by the way you guys are describing it i'm feeling like wow that seems kind of sucky that he's only around a little bit then he shows up and then i know how it ends so that's probably part of the reason why i haven't watched it like don't get me wrong like 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 these these side stories are still good they're interesting it's just point a big bad like for example like this this had some some kind of like standalone but they kind of still connected to the whole journey with season one and then by the end of it it just all comes full circle but bebop is a little different they kind of go with these side stories and then they kind of come back a bit with vicious and then kind of go off again a little bit. I think wasn't there one oh wait, no, that's that's still the vicious arc. Never mind. I'm sorry, but well there's um I th- I disagree. I think Bebop it's all about like you the, the dumb classic quotes, the journey, not the destination or whatever. And that yeah. it's really that it, it's it's about each episode and the fun story of their just their daily just them the, yeah day-to-day life what they have yeah. to do yeah Faye is an, a very interesting character and and so Faye. that's what i mean i'm actually glad there's not more of vicious because that's almost something i get tired of and it, it in so many stories almost every narrative story it's like protagonist mm-hmm. antagonist and you know it's just ending with the protagonist beating him or it can be a twist on that but that's the only two things it can be so yeah. i really like where it's like you know, they have a little bit of that, and it's cool because it feels real. But for if it was in every episode or every other episode, or even every third episode, it would feel more like like a story the way most stories are, which in some way detaches me because it just feels like real life. There's so much stuff in between the story that you never have time to show when you've got whatever you're focused on the story. But I like that Bebop feels like, yeah, there's the story. But really, there's all this time in between the story because it's you know, and it's hard to describe. But it is so. I like no, I, I like it how it's. I really like. That. that makes sense. It's like if they show them going to the toilet in Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was two. Simon's um, quiet. So for so like he's quiet, and he's, then he, he, he gets in bored. When he gets bored, he's got to say something. And he pops funny. in with these crazy well, lines. <laughs> I've never seen Cowboy Bebop, so I'm just sitting here like, okay. <laughs> It lets the I story breathe. It lets the story breathe yeah. in a way. Simon, like, join the club now. There's a lot of scenes of them just like hanging out, smoking cigarettes, just wh- passing the time on their spaceship as they're flying around. Slice of life, then. Is what and it sounds like. Yeah, and it like, feels like there's no pressure. The like, why are you guys just chilling? You got to get to the bad guy. It's like, no, they're not worried. All they're just they live in the spaceship and they just float around. No, vicious is cool. Vicious. 
but it's it's they're like it's just them hanging out going from bounty to bounty and they'll get earn their bounty but then it's like um they uh it's not much money it's just enough to like get enough fuel and food to keep going and there's hanging out and like you know playing video chess and smoking cigarettes and you know he spike trains kung fu and it's just so cool and the music is amazing and great action great music and i mean i could go on forever i think it's if you did a a shot for shot remake of that live action like it it would be incredible but you couldn't recapture how good the characters are with actors Mm -hmm. i think i'm really hesitant about the live action i always have i've been hearing rumblings yeah with the teaser i'm excited because i know that they got some of the original creators to work with the the new show so oh okay I think and the only concerning like, part is that the the creator of Bebop, he kind of stated that he didn't really like where it was going, so that's a little did? bit of a concern. Ooh, that is a concern. Aye, yeah, but I don't know. We have to just wait and see. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, the teaser really got me excited. Part of it's just uh-huh. that theme song oh, always yeah. gets me excited. Three, two, one, let's jam. Yeah, there was two episodes that actually freaked me out. Um, and mom, like I've said, you Which were ones? there when I was watching. It had to do with that little that thing on their ship. And you that was so voice, fun. The you know the voice of a monster, Mike Spiegel. That's yeah. that that episode freaked me out that night. I mean, I was little, but that the thing, thing was like biting them. Yeah, the thing that, that thing was like biting them. I love, that's another example of Ed. Ed is probably my favorite character of all time. Like, Walter has got to step aside for Ed because Ed <laughs> is so, so, like, full of life. She's like an animal person where, like, she's a genius and a genius hacker and gamer. And she can, she's super bendy and athletic and physical. But she's just, like, kind of a dumb kid that's happy all the time and super playful. And it, she's like a weird savant. And... I love Ed. And yeah, in that scene, they're all scared because it's aliens hunting, but Ed's like never gets scared. So Ed's like, and her, she has her little corgi, follows her around, their pals. And she's just like opening doors, like, where is the monster? Where is it? <laughs> like, and eventually, like, she's sleeping, and like, the monster's just this little blob, and it goes yeah. by, and she grabs it and just eats it. Oh, she, um, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking to myself, <laughs> What like okay that yeah that's an odd way to end that episode knowing how <laughs> creepy it was because it well then it ends he with, just eats it then it ends with the Tchaikovsky's classic like Nutcracker symphony song is the space yeah it's such a good show it's the next one that actually kind of made me like kind of like freaked me out a little bit was the the guy the old guy. Really fat old guy with that umbrella with a gun. Pierre LeFou. He was just always that's smiling. He was always smiling when he best killed episode people. of Cowboy yeah. Bebop. Amongst he, the best. Yeah, and I'm glad was, in the teaser you see him. He's in that. But yeah, he's yeah, always Yeah, smiling. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah, is he, like a creepy episode. He that was, was, yeah, he was yeah. creepy. I will always remember that episode. Like I was smoking a joint out front. So my parents <laughs> didn't know. I was got all really high and I went down and it was all dark and I put that one on and I had high hopes because I loved the show at that point but that one I was like my eyes were hooked to the screen the whole time. I remember, yeah, really good when he like killed those guys in the alleyway and then Spike just wow something at the wrong time. 
with our internet. And he looks at him and spikes. Yeah, he just like he's grinning and he doesn't blink. It's creepy. Yeah, yeah, because he was made in a lab or you know refined Mm -hmm. in a lab to be a killer. And it's so cool. Spike is just like such a badass. He's like this Bruce Lee style dude, and it's cool because he can kick anyone's ass. But occasionally, someone like that dude comes along. Where even Spike's like, I gotta get out of here. Like this just run. Like. And it's the action is so good and vicious. I'll just mention that vicious is like one of my favorite villains ever. He's one of the most cold blooded, like, dude, this dude doesn't, this dude is fearless. Like there's a time where like Spike draws a gun on him and vicious is holding a katana and vicious is to like, make your move. Like you, you shoot at me, I'm going to dodge you and charge at you with this sword. Like he's this fearless badass. There's a scene where it's like, he's in the darkness. And all of a sudden, these lights, like, boom, turn, and all these dudes are holding guns, like, surprised him. And it's focused on his eyes when that happens, and it's like, he doesn't flinch, like, his eyes. It's gonna it be cheesy, but it's like, when you're really absorbed in it, you're just like, you get it. You're like, you get what they're conveying in that moment. Like, this dude doesn't flinch. Like, you can't surprise him. Like, he's a super cold killer. And he's just, like, just these quotes where they're like, nothing in this world matters like all he does is like drugs and sells like he's a kingpin that kills people and doesn't give a fuck about anything and he just barely talks and i think he's going to be the hardest one to do justice to i'm almost sure that it's just going to be the actor is not going to feel menacing like vicious does mm-hmm. well they can't really yeah they can't it's hard to adapt who does the voice of vicious and the... to be honest i don't, I don't know any other voices i don't know i do either. need to well like, uh, steve bloom i think steve does bloom does, bloom does yeah, spike like, yeah but... i know the girl that does Faye. um and the girl that the i'm guy surprised that you don't know i figured you would know that Arthur. do you know who's been cast as vicious in the show his name's alex hassel and i don't know him from anything oh, i mean they got the costumes right they got the pose right with some of the scenes you know tanami also quotes cowboy bebop a lot yeah well that's because the steve robot voices, is steve yeah. bloom <laughs> they always do this line so, see you space cowboy see you soon in space cowboy yeah you i could go on i mean that I just... you're interested now mom <laughs> Are you i mean i'm intrigued it's only 20 some episodes we still haven't finished steins gate Oh, we need to get back to that. And I started Wolf's Reign. Never finished that. Yeah. There are very few anime I've actually finished. The music, I don't know. Simon, I don't know if you're there, Simon. I know it's boring, but... Poor Simon's probably tuned out. I say all this because anyone listening, if you haven't seen Bebop, give it a shot. Just watch the first episode or two and see if, I mean, if it does anything for you, because I think it's the coolest, best thing ever. Well, I hope you enjoy this series. Yeah, thing go about ahead, anime so. is that I sort of got it in the first wave where it was all about adult animated movies, and that was revolutionary at the time. You know, you had mm-hmm. stuff like Akira and Ghost in the Shell and yeah. you know, Vampire Hunter D, Fist of the mm-hmm. North Star, Perfect uh, Golgo 13. Yeah, adult. But then it just kind of became a an art style, really. Right. And it was no longer about these sort of adult movies with this exotic culture it's just became kind of all these kid-friendly stuff and all right. that kind of stuff so yeah. by the late 90s i was just kind of i tuned it all out because yeah I'll, I'll say this to try to be objective about bebop because i do think it's a lot more mature than most anime i've seen in terms of that kid-friendly there's none of that like kind of embarrassing like teenage moments i feel like 
But I will say, that from what I've read and understand, I mean, it is, it's a business. It was a show that was made to fill a time slot and to appeal to teenage boys, and they had to have spaceships and guns. Like, they had some prerequisites. But I think that the creative team really took the opportunity to put a lot of attention and care into the into the project, into the writing. And I think, I, I mean, it just doesn't come off as immature to me at all. It comes off as more mature than a lot of stuff, which is what draws me into it. And it's hard. You kind of got to you gotta pay attention, though, because there is stuff that maybe comes off as immature. You know, with, like, Ed, there's goofy shit. Well, yeah, Ed's pretty goofy. Ed's goofy, but I do think it's on a different level than most of the animes I've seen that do have more of a... Almost moments you have to be young to appreciate or to enjoy, Mm -hmm. to not kind of cringe at. I don't think Cowboy Bebop really has those moments. um, For me, at least. But that's why I think it's worth checking out. Because I do think it stands apart from most anime. And it really seems it's it's it takes a lot of Western influences and and pop culture references. Not just like pop, but like Spike Spiegel's very Clint Eastwood and Good, Bad, and Ugly. Like... Dirty um, Harryish too. It's consistently Beatles, mentioned Beatles. as one of the best anime. Yeah, so. like old, like '60s, '70s references, not like the you know the latest trends. But like, so yeah, it, I think it's a lot more mature and and care and um and well, talent went into it, I guess. Than a Helsing, lot of, uh, Helsing's pretty mature. It's probably a, like a Helsing. really dark anime. Yeah, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of uh, levity and humor in Helsing. Maybe a little bit. Okay, well, in the ultimate version, I was gonna say like, in the they, ultimate a little bit is, they would they do those funny. There's a little bit like comic yeah. relief with all the gore and stuff that was happening. Yeah, but, but when you look past that, I mean, everything else is just like, oh, okay. I liked Helsing. Mm-hmm. Is like that, that a pretty new one? Is it on Netflix? Oh no, it's it's not new. It's um. When did the first okay. one come out, Arturo? The first one the was original. like 2001, then the se- oh, then wow. the Brotherhood, ver- Fullman Alchemist Brotherhood version, I would say. Like the it original, and then they came and they... They, they did the books more. Yeah, the, so the, the villain the in there, the villain in there, uh, Colin, he is... <laughs> he's really bad, but there's it, also another... Re- the villain in Helsing. In Helsing? Yeah, he's <laughs> really cool. bad. I but, think um, part of it... I, I liked Helsing a lot. Well, that was one of the first anime I started watching before you and Aurelia even got into anime. It was like, it was Full Metal, it was Helsing, it was Witch on a Robin. And yeah. I started watching, I started watching Inuyasha, but got quickly bored of that. And then, but Helsing, one, one of the things, yeah, Big O, yeah, that's true. One of the things I really liked about Helsing was um, Crispin's voice. I loved his voice and that, that really drew me in. And also it's about vampires, so. <laughs> well yeah so and he was crazy that. like he was yeah. such a weird like he was such an interesting anti-hero type because he didn't he had these moments where he seemed like he was like he had some goodness to him but then at the same time he seemed like no he's just he, he doesn't give a crap he just he he'll just <laughs> it, it's it's hard to explain like it is hard it's, he, it's hard to explain he works him. he He's basically Dracula, but he works for the Helsing organization. Yeah, because he he got he got captured by them, and he has to work for them now. Rotten Tomatoes knows something once in a while. And the thing yeah, with him is, he will do some of the worst things because 
that was well, I mean, like he'll do some of the worst things to get the job done, basically. So, you know, he's got some pros and some cons, but that's what makes him interesting. And he's very he's like a twisted Dracula Dracula. Yeah, he because he likes to get hurt, basically get Yeah, he's like he enjoys getting hurt. Like he, he gets a thrill out of it. He thinks he, gets, he laughs about it. He's, it makes yeah, me he's, think of I might have to watch is that on Netflix? Honestly, I don't know. Um animation. It makes me yeah, think of the the show I keep talking about. You said you, yeah, I know your brother likes it, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, it's not as comedic. It's not really. Oh no, comedic. no, I, it doesn't sound like it. But it reminds yeah. me. The name Helsing, Van Helsing, reminds me of in, in um, that show. There's Guillermo, and he's the like little like the Mexican butler almost. There, um, and his name's Guillermo, and they find out he he's Van Helsing. He's you know, Van Helsing. <laughs> Van Helsing, but then like his nickname that they always call him a uh, Gizmo because they can't see a Guillermo. It's too oh hard Guillermo, to okay. So they say Gizmo, and uh, so then we always me and my friend now is like Gizmo Van Helsing is our new like one of our new favorite made up names. That's funny from the show Gizmo, Gizmo. Van Helsing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if people liked if people like Cowboy Bebop for how different it is, Helsing's like another one that's. Different. I like. I just really like the character of Alucard. Um, he's just so cool the way he's drawn and the way he's voiced. I mean, hit the, with the two I, guns and the way he does. I like that poster you've got in your room. I love that poster. I got that for oh you shit. for your birthday. But I love oh that. Oh shit! Sorry, I need to pause. I'm trying to. I tried to pause the wrong what? screen. What? What happened? Netflix won't let me. I'm looking for Helsing on Netflix and. The closer is on here now. Dave Chappelle's new thing. Oh, it's, it went live now? Yeah, it's on. It's Sorry, I'm trying to look for Helsing. Shut up, Netflix. <laughs> it always plays those things, like, immediately, like, the preview. Oh, you can like, turn that off somewhere, but I couldn't really? I couldn't remember it. Yeah, you can turn it off somewhere because I that got really annoying. Yeah. Um, maybe you'll check out Cowboy Bebop now, Simon. Maybe. You should. <laughs> you should. Cowboy Bebop and Fargo. I haven't heard, honestly, I haven't really Man. heard of anybody who dislikes Cowboy Bebop. I know. I think uh, my sister, she yeah, does. She's not crazy like, about. Oh, it. she's not crazy about it. But she no, hate she it. thought she thinks it's a bit overrated. Now with me, I like Pish it. Posh. Posh I think I like Helsing a little bit more, but I still think I it's. I still think it's worth Bebop. a watch. I go on about Bebop, but. I've said more than enough to make my point. I think you did a really good analysis of it. <laughs> yeah, the thing for me is, by the late 90s, when Cowboy Bebop came out, if you got a recommendation on an anime, there was a 10% chance it'd be something I'd be into. There was a 45% chance it'd be a kid show. And it'd be a 45% chance it'd be hentai. Yeah. So I just kind of, you, know, you know. That's the thing. That's the problem. Well, Cowboy Bebop is not hentai, though. I know that and much. The thing is, oh, some anime no is good odds. You would be surprised if some like even if the anime looks like a kid cartoon, there could be some gore or language in it. Yeah, sometimes yeah. like it's it's really crazy. Sin, I didn't know you were like a vampire fan, like in general. Oh yes, my goodness, yes, it's like one of my favorite. Oh, Lost Boys. And Love that Lost is Boys. why she is okay. going to like my book because that makes sense too. Like. Midnight Mass, I was like, man, you already reviewed that, and I just want to talk about it more. Like, yeah, I want to talk about it too, but Archer hadn't seen it. Oh, dude, really? Oh, fuck. Well, it's so good. It's really good. I mean, like, we're oh talking, like, I really gosh. like horror, but it's so hard to find horror that I like. 
horror. This was so smart. I really like this. This was like along what I'm looking for when I'm looking for horror. And it's just hard to find this kind of quality. Oh, I was super impressed. I, I haven't watched his other stuff, like his other uh, uh, series on Netflix, you know, The Hill House and The Blind Manor. I haven't seen yeah, that. I haven't Have you seen Hush? No. Uh, oh, okay. So Hush, so okay. he works a lot with his wife. His wife right. is the main actress. And the premise of Hush is she's an author and she is deaf. And oh, she's yeah, alone. Cool. That was a good movie. And she's alone at her house. It's like kind of out in the woods. And she has alone. a friend that's nearby. House in the woods. Uh, that's Yeah. Insane. So the girl who played the author in Hush is the one who played the main character girl. I can't remember her name. In Midnight Mass? In Midnight Mass. That's the same girl who the played teacher? in Hush. The teacher. The teacher. The teacher. And okay. then the, the girl who plays Bev in yeah. Midnight Mass is the one who played her friend in Hush. Okay, nice. Okay, so it's, it's funny. And the book that she's working on or the book that she has done in Hush is Midnight Mass. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Midnight. It's like, yeah. it's because it's the same guy working on So then yeah. we see midnight mass we see the book that the character in hush was had actually written that's awesome i was like that's so cool yeah <laughs> i love it but have you seen it simon what midnight, midnight mass? mass i haven't not yet i haven't the chance to watch it i want to I talk about good. it so bad but i don't want to i don't want to give we'll away the twists because it was you find out what it is by the end of episode three you find out what you're dealing with yeah and it, then, it doesn't make you wait forever no, but I mean, the episodes are long, but what I thought was so fascinating was how they took that and how they wrote it to show how these people were being misled, thinking that it yeah. was it was something good when it was really something very bad. And yeah. even the person who was misleading them, he didn't know. I mean, he didn't, yeah. it's like he didn't comprehend it either. He wasn't bad either. Yeah. That's why I liked how these characters are written, because you could see, like, the flaws in all of them. They weren't really... Well, Bev was bad. She was terrible. Bev's she was absolutely tough. awful. But she's the oh, only one really that was completely bad, yeah. Yeah. you know? But oh, I was just... I love that show so much. Awful. I want to watch it again. I want I want to yeah. watch it with you, Arturo. I want to watch it with Aurelia. I would love to get my mom and dad to watch it, but they'll be like, oh, no, it's about such and such. I don't want to see that. <laughs> It's weird. They introduced you with to sci-fi Terminator, and now I know they did, they don't but their tastes it. have changed. I want to, I want to play it for my husband, see what he thinks, but he might turn his it's nose. It's like, what has happened? <laughs> I was actually so watching good. a uh, podcast on YouTube earlier. You uh -huh. mentioned before, but with the voice actors and the two microphones. If you remember that, at different levels. Oh yeah, what you yeah. were telling me about, yeah. But yeah, they were talking about Midnight Mass. Uh -huh. Going into any spoilers or anything, but one of the guys' phones ring, phone rings, oh, and no. uh, he's like, "Oh my god, this is perfect!" And he puts it on speakerphone. It's Rahul Kohli, who plays Sheriff Hassan. The sheriff, I <laughs> yeah. he was he was one of my favorite characters. He's probably my he's favorite. My favorite character. I loved him. Yeah. He was so good. But I was gonna say like that's the so priest, funny. And I think the actor who played the priest is just really good. Oh, he and was he, phenomenal. I yeah, mean, he, he just like. The, I could I could spend many more episodes with those people. I just I love yeah. the little place. I love the people, and it was just I don't. I oh, was yeah. super impressed. Oh, have you seen Oculus? What about I haven't. <laughs> okay, well, so Oculus was another film that Walter he did. Walter Kojak, where percent? 
What's up, yes, Ricardo? Yes, they talked about the, the, the big while. Lebowski question. It's my favorite yeah, movie of the year, yeah. So. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, yeah, video that, games. Because video games? video games is a huge... It, 90 is a huge year for video games. It's been a huge year okay. for the, like in the 90s in general for gaming. Like it just No, but this year like, in particular, it is crazy. Metal Gear Solid? Okay. Metal Gear no, Solid, off, yeah. First off, Grim Fandango Sin. Came out oh, yeah, Wait, that. What, what, what? <laughs> he keeps trying, he's trying to talk it's me into playing that. Yeah, point-and-click adventure game from LucasArts. I got on his bad side because I admitted I'd never played that before. <gasps> no! <laughs> Good Fandango? I've heard a lot about it. I, you know what I think has has, has made it. me hesitant to play it, Simon, is the, the art, art style. style. Yeah, that's been the but main yeah. reason. I was the same, but once you get into it, the characters and the story is fantastic. I'm sure it's on GOG. That's where I get all my yeah. my games. All right. But yeah, the reason I wanted to, but the reason I want to bring up uh, video games oh, is playing. that StarCraft came out in '98, which really kicked off the whole esports thing. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. What also came out was Half Life, which Ooh. dictated narrative storytelling in video games, and finally Unreal came out in '98 which would be iterated upon until it was eventually Unreal Engine, which is like yeah. most of the AAA video games yeah. these days. That's crazy. Yeah, that's Plus huge... Zelda Ocarina of Time. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. yeah that that I, I also downloaded recently because um, Scalpers be Scalpers, they raised the price on this game. Xenogears. Has anybody heard about that one? No, Simon, could you spell that one game... Good Fandango, Grim Grim Fandango. I'll, I'll put it in the Grim. private chat. Grim Fandango. Grim Fandango. Oh, like yeah, it's got it's got great reviews. I've heard really nothing but good things about it. So my reluctance my reluctance is just, never just heard a personal it. taste thing. Cool. Xeno Gears, and then the, what else was there in '98? Well, yeah, Resident Evil Two. That was a big one. I oh. I remember, Mom, your brother was saying how he played that thing a lot. The second resident, which one, Tim? Probably Tim. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, he's more into gaming. And I always, I never did get to play those. And I always kind of wished I did. So it's, it's been fun for me to get to play Res Res Four. I'm a, after I watched Dave Chappelle, I'm gonna go play Res Four. Was gonna do it enjoy. immediately. It's the 2001 uh, can you guys movie. Any good? Answer Terry's question. That's like the only question. one I have not watched yet. I think that if you like the show, yes. I think to me, it really is what you would hope for if you like the show, which is just, it's like a supersized episode. Which I, know. I would I would always say Cowboy Bebop the movie is almost like my favorite movie, but that's only because I know about the show. Like if I saw the movie alone without the show, I'd probably be like, yeah, it's a cool movie. But it's because I know the characters so much yeah. that I love it. But it to me, it's just a supersized episode. And you don't have it doesn't really fit in the chronologically at all it doesn't matter as long as you watch it before the final two or three the final three episodes kind of changes in things the final three episodes in things but anything before that it, you can watch it before yeah yeah it's supposed to be said before the end of the show but um i remember yeah. looking up that they had to censor a bit of that or put reddit r on it because it was like right after i think 911 Really? Mm -hmm. They had to censor some things with Bebop because of 9-11. That's crazy. That, 
No, this big this year of games, I didn't realize all that stuff. So happened. this Rainbow Six came out this year. That was that Tom Clancy game. Hmm. Was that '98? Maybe I I'm not too familiar with the Rainbow Six series to know. I just I remember yeah Parasite Eve. That I love that game actually. '98 was an excellent year for video games. Metal Gear Solid or Time Resonate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Definitely. I was really into games growing up 98 you know especially all through my teenage years and i feel i played games all the time and it was almost like even then it felt like it was too much to keep up with like um so i'm like looking at all these games i'm like man a lot of them i didn't even get to play parasite eve has gone up like crazy because scalpers be scalpers i was fortunate enough to buy that before before it got crazy expensive yeah because now it's like 129 some places it's crazy i could talk about games for a while i'm getting so into my switch i switch all the time these days i've got yeah like i've got a ton of games and i and i i always i'm so bad about this i always start a game and then I move to another game and then i just the it keeps building and Mm. then i never can finish and you never finish no and then when i need to go review it i kind of forget details so it's kind of like uh You're I really a starter stop stopper but i keep doing it anyway because i uh, i'm just in the mood for a specific game you know either a horror first person shooter adventure game nostalgia you know yeah there's an alien game on the switch like alien like alien alien like Rip- yeah. ripley ripley alien that looks really fun if if you like survival horror which i think i like a lot um, i like horror games Isolation, you say? That's the name uh, of it? Alien Isolation. Oh, uh, yeah. That's where you're like uh, first person. You're actually hiding from the You're place. hiding the whole time, which I love. Yeah. I'm a natural hider. <laughs> like, that reminds me of that, that horror hiding. game with, with the different horror characters, Arturo, right? Where Michael Oh, Myers yeah. The uh, <laughs> Dead by Daylight. You know what? What's Dead cool by Daylight. Yeah, that, that one. What's cool about that game is that it's got film horror icons and video game horror icons they recently added nemesis from resident evil in there doesn't have pyramid head too in it there? has pyramid head it's got uh michael myers as you know yes i know talking about bebop? and, and I, you know what oh, yeah terry's talking about bebop still yeah that's awesome yay i can just get one person to watch bebop i've done my <laughs> job here i can say 98 was a pretty decent year for films and apparently for games. I would rank it much. I would rank it really above average for me. The Year of Comedy, Big Lebowski, yeah, and The Thin Red Line are two movies I really love. And it had a lot of movie, a lot of great dumb comedies, and some other cool movies like, like uh, Lockstock and and Rushmore. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd give it like an eight. I want to say an eight. I'd say eight. Okay. And I think it was a decent year for stuff. I like lately. So far, I've enjoyed most of the 90s stuff. Yeah, the 90s films in general, I I really like the feel of them, of a lot of Nostalgia them. Nostalgia, too. Like, yeah. you know, I, I look back at some, like, some stuff right now. Like, I want to go back and replay these old games from the 90s. It gives you that nostalgia feeling, kind of like with the 80s. Mm-hmm. And the same with the films, too. Just the quality of it just gives you that nostalgia. Yeah nice especially with you know the whole pandemic going on yeah. you kind of want to relive 
relive the moment from back then. Things that were happier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When it felt like life was a little bit simpler. <laughs> I saw this thing going on on Facebook. It was like like people in the 80s were thinking we either will move like I don't know how it was, but it had something to do with like expecting 2021 to be something pretty big. And then people now in 2021 want to go back to the 80s. Back yeah. to the 80s, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw something like that you posted. Yeah, true. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. And kind of, you know. The nostalgia cycle is actually very predictable. Um, we were in the, basically it's, it's like a 30 year cycle, I think. So whatever is 30 years before the particular that we're on that's going to be where we're nostalgic about mm, okay yeah that is true like um i kind of view some of the 2000s as a little nostalgic for me i was kind of a little late playing some of these older games from the 90s but then i was also playing these games that were recently coming out so yeah so you think the next in the next decade the the 90s will be the stronger nostalgia oh yeah Okay. When you that had um, back sense. in the had that seventy show in the two thousands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was during the big. teens. That's right. We yeah. had the eighties stuff. So. And we had the Brady. Didn't we have the Brady Bunch movies back mm-hmm. then too? Yeah. And Bewitched. And kind of, I mean, it makes sense because like those who of us who were kids in the nineties will be in our forties. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, I remember back when the we good were old days. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Like, yeah, I still feel the 2000s as kind of like a nostalgia period for me because I grew up. That, that was time. when you were a, a young, you were younger, quite a bit younger then, and so, yeah, life was. Oh no, to me, stuff was easy so and simple simpler, at the time for you. Time. Yeah, like I. Yeah. I still have nostalgic uh, nostalgic memories of watching the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie. That, that was a fun film. Yeah. Clarissa explains it us. Since a lot I don't of reboots. Think I've ever coming. seen that. Well, too many reboots. When music rocked. <laughs> yeah. So apparently there's a bunch of 90s movies getting a reboot. For Wednesday Funeral, The Sandlot, Starship Troopers, American Psycho, She's All That. Why? The Craft. What? Wait, wait. Starship American Trooper. Psycho was 2000, I thought. Yeah, that was 2000. Uh, Might have been. Yeah, it was. I'm just reading lists, so. Yeah, but that's. Yeah, I don't know why they want to be. Re... I don't know why they do that. I See, know, like, I know I don't why know they do that. But I don't. I don't, I don't okay. think it's technically necessary. the thing from '82 was sort of a remake from the '50s with John Carpenter's style, but the way he. But did But they it went a different was... direction. He made it yeah. was almost like the story was and a again, bit different. There's that 30-year cycle. Yeah, 56, 70, 80. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because then in 2000, in 2000, I think it was 2011, they made the the Thing movie, but that was a prequel, actually. Mm-hmm. Wasn't, then, wasn't a remake. What's that? And then Star Wars was nostalgic about those 40s serials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel, uh, yeah. Indiana Jones, too. Yeah, Indiana Jones. kind of like that as well. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But, yeah. I just, I, why make, make more remakes? Come on. It's like people are running out of dang they don't, ideas. They, it's like they can't, they've lost the ability to tell good stories. It, it feels like really good, solid storytelling 
ended in like the mid to late 2000s. I think it was more like yeah. the 2010s in a lot of ways. Me, at least. Like the mid the mid 2010s was kind of like the start of that. Like because you had Jurassic World as a sequel, you know, Force Awakens kind of retelling a bit of New Hope in some aspects and by that point it went on and on and on. The only people like I said that were original was Quentin Tarantino and Guy Ritchie. The only ones that well, like I'm sure I'm them. sure there were others. But, yeah, I'm sure there were others, you know. but still like the two big ones. You know? Or that at least that are still more memorable today and working yeah, today. Right. Yeah. I think the reason Yeah, it was yeah, mm -hmm. I think the reason we I think a lot of times you just don't always enjoy the moment that you're in is why I'm responding to this comment until your life moves on and then you look back at those times with fondness in general because yeah. maybe things have changed in your life and things feel a little bit more complicated so 80s i feel like the older we've all gotten the more like less things are kind of not that fun except when you go back in time yeah. there's a quote that's something like uh life is lived forwards but understood in reverse oh that makes sense oh huh? like mm. that yeah, that makes sense. So, Just, thanks for we might get cut me. off. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Sorry, this is such an abrupt end, but anyway. I look forward to ninety nine. Watch, um, watch, 99. yeah, watch, Fight Club. Oh, jeez, yeah. that movie. Okay, I'm uh oh.